barking to you all. I'm sending thought waves with my mind. This is Michael J. Nelson, and this is 372 pages we'll never get back. It is a podcast where Connor Listoka and I, Connor is here. Say hello, Connor. Hello, Mike. It's <laughs> the, uh, the classic, uh, if someone was listening to this for the first time and you greeted them by saying, hey, folks, Mike Nelson barking at you, sending thought waves with my mind. Uh, <laughs> this is the podcast where we... Uh, we run down all the reasons 5G is uh, invading your thoughts. and uh... <laughs> Well, they, they might just think that I'm doing some, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of inside stuff, right? If you're doing a podcast. Podcast you're, slang. You're, you're Rogan or something. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, hey, everybody, I'm sending the thought waves with my mind, as you know. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the so. Slime Gang. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to be checking in with Fart a little bit later. Uh Fart is doing well. He's recovered from that burn. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah. We do joke, but we are the podcast that uses Blariana as a verb. So it's, uh, <laughs> That's true. It's, I know wanna... that that's a cliche. By the end of doing a podcast, all you are doing is uh, repeating yourself <laughs> with your cliches. But what are you going to do? Yeah. What so you if do? you're wondering why we're barking at you, you got uh, 160 some episodes of lore to go back and familiarize yourself with. There's a lot of other things you could be doing with those hours, but we're, we're glad you're spending them with us. Yes, thank you. And we are working our way through a book we did not expect to like. It is called uh, Starlight Barking. The right? Starlight Barking, Dodie Smith's sequel to 101 Dalmatians. Dodie Smith. Uh, I'm trying to think if I know any other Dodies. I think I had one and I forgot to make a note. Like I came across a Dodie and I was like, oh, whoa, yeah. not many of those. Yeah, I mean, even like characters don't seem to have that name. You know, there's the uh, you know, there's not a, a cruel ants in uh, Willy Wonka stories, girl doll stories that have are named Dodie. No, <laughs> it does sound like uh, you know the Dodie Patrol's on the street. They're outside of the uh, Nickelback concert, so the Dodie Patrol's going to be going around. And if you got a pacifier in your ear, that's the secret call sign. Dodie Patrol's dolling out uh, hundred dollar bills. If you got a pacifier in your ear. So this is the podcast where we talk about Nickelback, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully you're over, you're versed on all of their albums. Because here we go, yes. deep dive into album number two. Uh, no, uh, we're going to finish off the book today, and uh, so that means no real or fanfic, which means that my uh, tally for this one is just absolutely in the toilet. Possibly, yeah, your most in the toilet tally of any. Any book we've done so far, which means it's probably at like 40%. I mean, there was only... Yeah, right? exactly. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, why don't we uh, dive in? Uh, can, do you uh, have the plot just at your, you know, the elevator pitch for where we are in the plot right now? Sure. The uh, 101 Dalmatians who live at Hell Hall out in the countryside, they inherited Cruella DeVille's home when they drove her out. They thought she was dead, but she resurfaced, have woken up to discover that all other non-dog creatures, uh, with a few exceptions, are in a sleep-like trance. They're able to whoosh, uh, moving very, sort of fly very quickly. And they have whooshed into the town of London, where uh, one of the 101 Dalmatians has sort of seized power as the prime minister's dog. And they're trying to figure out what to do about all of this when they start to hear a mysterious voice. Uh, beckoning them and has is sending them instructions to assemble in the Trafalgar Square 
uh, to await further instruction. And there's all sorts of sinister undertones of eugenics and uh, authoritarianism <laughs> permeating the whole thing. They've also gone to Cruella Deville's house, some of them with the express purpose to kill her as she slept. Uh, they sort of wussed out on that endeavor and uh, left her and her uh, weird little husband sleeping in separate beds. Uh, Cruella's also manufacturing metal clothing. Um, if that sounds odd, I assure you that the payoff is not worth it. Her her weird little husband says, I resent that you called me that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those things never come up again. They just visit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very uh, Ernest Klein. Look at that. Remember that stuff? Yeah. Eh? 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 Check, eh? Checking in on a box and, yeah, nudging <laughs> you in the ribs. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and the fact that she's making metal clothing. What? What? Well, that ever... it gets a big, uh, it, it, it all comes full circle. It gets uh, a mention in this final section. And it's, uh, you know, in a longer book, you'd, you'd think maybe she forgot about it. But this one was only 30,000 words. So. Uh, Cruella's clanking clothes or whatever it was called is not uh... <laughs> maybe she was saving that for part three you clanking cl- what is uh, the Wizard of Oz you called clanking clatterous cogs of cognates clanking clattering and it's colliginous I believe because yes. it's one of those words that as a kid I was like well I, I gotta know what it is so I guess I'm gonna look it up clanking clattering collection of colliginous junk yes there we go colliginous <laughs> Not a word you hear very often. Yeah, it means uh, misty, dim, obscure, or dark. The colliginous sky. Oh. All huh. right. All right. This book is a rather colliginous, I would say. As it the, is uh, colliginous. The, as the voice starts approaching, and it, it does pick up. The, the next chapter is, chapter nine is called In Trafalgar Square. So that's where he has instructed them to assemble, I believe, come sundown. And they've uh, communicated this instruction to all the other dogs in London, and presumably... The, the world via the the twilight barking, which is the uh, sort of game of telephone that the dogs are able to do. Uh, yeah, so all the dogs are assembling in Trafalgar Square, and uh, this chapter starts off with this is one of my favorites is the uh, the very dignified uh, Dalmatian, the daughter of the uh, Misses and Pongo, mm-hmm. uh, very dignified, works at uh, Ten Downing Street. Uh, goes to cabinet meetings with her cabinet, and her name is, of course, Cad Pig. <laughs> so Cad Pig had made no special arrangements for them to get back to Downing Street. So there's a lot of dog traffic, uh, which is a thing I, I'm not familiar with, dog traffic. but Sure, and the dog traffic is able to proceed as it wants to because they can control the uh, stoplights with their thoughts, which I think the that telepathic ability, we, we neglected to mention in our summary of this just because there's so much weird stuff. Yeah, well, they can control, they open doors and stuff with their thoughts yes. too, right? right. Yes. They uh, lev- levitate tractors as well. So. This uh, threw in a nice little aside, which is that, because they, you know, they, the dogs have talked about being married and dog weddings and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. But, it, uh, you know, so the implication is, of course, that there's a, a previous state there and it references Pongo and Mr. Dearly's bachelor days. It said when they had both been young bachelors, they had often gone for walks in the little back streets. So as bachelors, they just uh, they spend a lot of time uh, per- per- patrolling the back alleys of London. That's uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd read that book as well. Yes, uh, but uh, and he was a uh, in the movie, right? He was a pipe smoker. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, walking in back alleys, smoking that pipe, <laughs> right. wonder what was in that thing. Right. Approaching people uh, using some weird uh, slang term, uh, which, you know, they don't pick up on it. It's like, oh, never mind. Did not, uh, <laughs> you know, does the purple moon rise above the dishwasher? What? Okay. Right. Sorry. Nope. All right. Moving on. Uh, so they're worried about the traffic and they need to get there. And so the missus says this, if we can swoosh just above the ground by believing we can, couldn't we rise higher and swoosh over the dogs who are coming toward us? This is the first attempt at that. <laughs> if you learned you could fly, wouldn't you be like, can I fly higher? Right. Can I fly can I- up as opposed to going just, you know, you know, soaring above the ground yeah, a foot off hovering of above the ground. Could I, uh, Pluck a bald eagle out of the sky and wring its neck. That'd be fun. Let me try that. <laughs> right. They are dogs. <laughs> yeah. The hunting instinct um, is uh, not, not, not impressive in this book. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it struck me that, that that was the first that you first you ever thought of that. Maybe we could go, I don't know, two feet higher. <laughs> wow. Really, really imaginative there with your supernatural powers. And they, what the whole thing is, is just, if we believe it, we can do it. So it's all, you know, it's, uh. You know, clapping to bring Tinkerbell back is the main uh, yeah. power these guys have. So they try it, and it says they rose up in the air like a couple of helicopters. And so my just main question, and I realize it, it delves from images of Snoopy doing it, is like, are their ears flopping around like helicopter rotors as they do this? Because uh, <laughs> uh, he would often be like the traffic copter beagle or something. Oh, right. There's a ton yes. of images of him uh, just cruising around like that. But uh, yeah, so Mrs. believed so hard that she rose up quite 20 feet. Um, which is just, I, I enjoy the fact that they're able to do this because they believe so hard. And they call this the high swoosh. Yeah, 420, brother, high <laughs> swoosh. <laughs> that is the uh, one of many things that seem under the influence uh, in, this, in this section to come. Dude, you ever think that if we could just swoosh above the ground by believing we can, what? we could just rise higher and swoosh over like any dogs who are coming toward us? They call it the high swoosh. It is, be, I, I'm way too high to swoosh. Uh, no, just, just believe it, dude, and you can swoosh. No, I, I'm too, I'm, I can't, I, I don't even know if Whoa, I have. You're know in if, the too high swoosh. I don't even know if my hands work anymore. That's how swooshing I am. I mean, how high I am. So I said, <laughs> said swooshing instead of high because you were talking about the high swoosh. <laughs> what if we believe so hard that the delivery guy will bring us some gyros, man? I already tried. Look, he's coming this way. Oh, my God. I'm going to start weeping. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. The high swoosh. And... Uh, this comes up a number of times. It was clever of you to invent this high swoosh. <laughs> is that is that an invention, really? It's just like the uh, you know the guy uh, in uh, Edison who invented the uh, steam man of the prairies. That's she's just an inventor. She's in her shop tinkering around. She's got a <laughs> jeweler's loop on some steampunk goggles, and she invents the high swoosh. I mean, part of this is just like it, if we can swoosh. Above the dogs, could Pongo just invent? I'm going to invent swooshing above above the dogs, and now I've invented something better than yours. Right, I'm inventing the diagonal swoosh. Yeah, we're just going to start parsing it. Yeah, wow. Well, I don't know if the patent office is open. I don't know. Is that a patent or a trademark? What do you do with? I, I forget how those things work. Copyright. I don't yeah, know. high swoosh with a TM next to it or patent pending. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that they sort of do a little uh, nice little slam on the clowns in Congress here 
They have a uh, cad pig says <laughs> none of us could think of anything to say during their cabinet meeting. So we just passed a vote of confidence in ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. You know, uh, the only time they get together is when they uh, pass a vote of confidence in themselves, right, <laughs> Kevin? But the uh, can Jay Leno be British? Is that uh, something you're capable of doing? Oh boy, wow, it's a high oh. wire act. Yeah, I, I, uh, that'll that'll be like attempting a high high swoosh, a, a tongue and just twister, yes, just, a, just a fail right on air. You swoosh too high. <laughs> uh, and so it goes on to say that um, they're going to try to make the tractor high swoosh. Because Tommy, the deerling's boy, and the two cats that are also still awake because they're honorary dogs, words I just said out loud, uh, can't high swoosh. So they have to get the tractor to high swoosh, which is like, can we do that? Like, if we believe hard enough, we can do it, of course. But but what a slam on them. Like, wait a minute. She just says, Cadpig says, Tommy and the cats won't be able to high swoosh. They may have to be left behind. Um you know, Tommy and him come out of the crowd like, yeah, I've, I've been high swooshing since day one. What, what the hell is this bullshit? Yeah, right. I, uh, I invented it and I wrote it down so that yeah. I would have a record of it. So that's Here, here's a schematic wants. of how you do it. Yeah. Uh, and here's the date uh, in a photo of me with the newspaper on this day. <laughs> that seems so presumptuous. It's very, yeah, it's, it's insulting, especially because he's a, he's a uh, young boy who has no doubtly, you know, dreamed of flying machines and being able to fly himself, so... It's a little, um, you know, it's that uh, the British and the class and the breeds and all that. Like uh, Tommy and uh, the cats are, uh, they're new money. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. So they can't, they uh, they don't get to come into the club. Right. They uh, So they are able to do that. And then they are able to high swoosh them to Trafalgar Square. Is that where they, where they do it? So they can give a speech in front of the statue yes. of Nelson. Yes. Well, this is where they're all, um, they, yes. So they come out, they have the cabinet meeting, but then there isn't there a thing to try to levitate the tractor. Yes. Um, but by believing it, I guess. And they get, yes. a, you get a nice little, um, picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, the, the off, the off, the author, I mean, sorry, the illustrator was doing his best, I think with trying to interpret what they, uh, what was happening in this book. But then at some point in time, he says to, uh, uh, you know, there's a tractor high swooshing as, you know, Dalmatians are next to it, controlling it with their thought waves. And he's like, I don't know. Like, here we that This is my this is my best thing. It's pretty much just a tractor. And then there's dogs beneath it to indicate that it's in the air. And if you were a kid, remember when you had drawings in in your books? You know, everything, of course, taking place in your mind. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh, that, that's how <laughs> that's how it's happening. Yeah, okay. really. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. That's exactly I, this. I had a different picture. Yeah. Uh, but no, I just like the fact that, uh, again, the she leaves 10 Downing Street from the uh, from the cabinet meeting, very important doings and comings and goings, and goes outside to levitate a tractor. I just, <laughs> I, I wish more politicians <laughs> yes. would just do that. Right. Uh, and it's described thusly. It says that she's, uh, it was wonderful to be Cadpig, the first dog prime minister who had done such a splendid job all day. All dogdom loved her, and she loved all dogdom. She felt marvelous. Godlike, almost, uh, you might say. Yeah, a little bit of uh, a Kim Jong-il or yes. Un here. She went out and immediately got uh, 17 holes and ones at her golf course. and uh, She enjoys uh, bending frying pans uh, with her shirt <laughs> off in her spare time. 
But yeah, so that 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 marvelous godlike feeling. Levitate the tractor. I you know, I don't know. That's <laughs> I suppose if I woke up and was a god, that would be something that would be fun to do. But you know, set your sights a bit higher. I also okay. like th- this baseline because Pongo feels marvelous too. About as gay as when he had been a young bachelor dog courting missus. And I think that's that should just be everyone's. I, my personal baseline for gayness is how I felt when romantically wooing my wife. That's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I noted that too. That's very funny. Um, so yeah, what, what the, uh, they, once they get the tractor there to the, to the statue of Nelson, um, they, 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 what, what do they do next? Thousands and thousands of dogs in Trafalgar square, just, uh, make a wailing sound that they thought was delightful. Oh, yeah. I just imagined it just must be an absolute awful racket. Yes, just absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, but then um, they're all just kind of waiting, right? Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the uh, stars go out, right. or Big Ben strikes, and then uh, and then darkness. Yeah, d- darkness strikes. The stars start being like much um, uh, brighter than normal. And uh, the dogs start like making a like sighing noise of happiness, which she describes as being like the dog noise dogs makes when they relax in comfort after a splendid walk, only much, much more happy. And that's uh, that's asking a lot of a reader to imagine what that might sound like. Yeah. And I I also found uh, this happiness uh, very, very creepy. (laughs) I was like. It sounds like there was a uh, you know a mix up at the Kibbles and Bits factory and just like yep it's uh it's full of MDMA uh, <laughs> that's what the bits are the kibble is fine but the bits is now ecstasy because it says Pongo had never known such happiness it was like food to the hungry warmth to the shivering love to the lonely he would have liked to ask Mrs if she was as happy as he was but he could not. He could do nothing but look up at the stars, but soon he felt quite sure she did feel happy and all the other dogs did too because somehow there was only happiness to feel. He never knew how long the happiness lasted. Indeed, he soon barely knew who he was or where he was. It was almost as if he stopped being himself and became the happiness. Ew. (laughs) I, I... I'm sorry, it put me in mind of because they talked about how everyone loved the dear leader and all of that. Uh-huh. As the it reminded me of a video that was smuggled out of North Korea when like a classroom and the teachers and all of the students looking at a picture <laughs> of Kim Jong un or ill, whatever, uh, and just weeping, like falling on their faces, like all over each other, like weeping and yeah. crying and praising him like <laughs> And I mean, it didn't seem fake, you know what I mean? Because huh. I, I suppose in the absence of all truth, all you have is, you know, it's Plato's cave again. You're just like, I, I everything is shut out. So maybe it's real. I don't know. Perhaps or, or may, could... or maybe they don't even know. But what I'm saying is that's what it reminded <laughs> me. I don't even know if I'm me anymore. I just love the leader so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's could it could be like one of those, uh, you know, stage hypnotists where you've got like one or two plants, and so the other guys up there are like, right. I, I guess it seems to be working on them. I might as well pretend like yes. I'm asleep. But yeah, I just, I, I, it just also struck me as just, you know, uh, a rave. Like Pongo's like, hey, like, great Dane, can you just rub my shoulders, man? Like, oh, that just feels so good. Like, oh, <laughs> we're all just one big pile of bliss. And then yeah. next thing you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even myself anymore, man. 
Uh, wow. Okay, that's the end of the chapter. Then. Well, it just the happiness doesn't last long because it says what happened was almost more frightening as a star falling. All the other stars went out as the lights of London had gone out. Only the huge star remained, coming clo- closer and closer. And just keep in mind, this is a sequel to a beloved Disney classic. And then that too went out, and there was no light at all, not so much as a glimmer. Everywhere there was inky blackness. And out of the blackness came the last boom of Big Ben striking midnight. And it, and it doesn't improve in chapter 10, the starlight barking. <laughs> I was at this point, I'm like, okay, so, you know, and then hovering over Big Ben came 40 foot tall Cruella DeVille. Right. She was hurling lightning bolts from her metal suit. Yes, me- Mecca Cruella <laughs> with bright red eyes and screaming like Godzilla. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, chapter nine or chapter ten starts this way. Never in his brave life had Pongo been so frightened. <laughs> Kids, yeah. right? Yeah, you liked uh, you liked like Cad Pig's Big Adventure in the cartoon, and now you're picking this one up. <laughs> Never before had he trembled with terror. He tried hard to be brave, tried to stop trembling, but he could not. He just shook and shook. So yeah, whatever uh, whatever the star dosed you with might. Uh, you know the the first five minutes is great, and then you then you live uh, you know uh, an entire lifetime in the span of two minutes, and it's the most terrifying thing that you can ever imagine. And uh, well, it won't give away what this force is, but you know, in retrospect, so uh, giving them uh, you know oneness mm-hmm. and bliss and all of that, like um, uh, there was like that guru, famous guru who just smiled at people and then they would like fall over with, have you ever seen that? <laughs> I don't know, but I remember the woman in the, uh, like Metropolitan Museum of Art that would just look at you and people would weep because of that too. That yeah, was in the so past 10 years or so. So that kind of, that kind of, uh, power over people and, uh, uh, for a, a minute gives them bliss and then for a minute never been so terrified in their life. Yeah. So is. this is what this force is doing. This is the direct result. This force knows that it's doing this, I assume. Yeah. And this, uh, the force that is showing up, I mean, you know, as you as you continue to read it, just the, a lot of parallels to uh, Satan, I would say, and in terms of <laughs> how it shows up. But, you know, as stereo Comes as an angel of light. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Like the, what, what he's about to do, if you, if you look at him as being like, you know, is this the devil representing himself here? Giving people, uh, you know, weird choices or bargains that, uh, you know, it might not be, you know, all that they seem, I think, is... Uh, well, let's let's dig down a little more on what this force is. He sure. suddenly knew they were all being controlled by someone, <laughs> something immensely powerful. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. a dazzling light, a dazzling blaze, then a shapeless blaze, but it gradually shaped itself into a star. Mm-hmm. And so the star says... Uh, let's see, for the voice I got, well, knowing what it is, I'm going to go ahead with this voice. Okay. Uh, Greetings to all dogs. (laughs) Forget your fears. It was necessary for you to know darkness and terror as a contrast to light and joy. But all that is over now. From now on, there's nothing ahead of you but bliss. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that's a little interesting. It's the, you know, I hurt you, but no, shh. That's all over now. Or is it? Oh, shh. No, it is. It's here. But don't make me do that again. Shh. It's okay. <laughs> so that's quite comforting. I think that they were pretty on board with the bliss without knowing 
the fear and terror. They seemed to really like it without having the contrast. It was better than their baseline, so uh, you didn't really have to put them down to uh, the PSYOP territory. Yeah, just uh, toss me that bliss and be on your way there. Thank you very much. Um, But uh, it announces itself as uh, Sirius the Dog Star. I am Sirius, Lord of the Dog Star. Yes. Isn't that Keanu Reeves' band? It is, it is. is. That was something... I don't know if we brought that up. No, something that everyone knows that Keanu Reeves is in a band called Dog Star. No one has ever heard a song. (laughs) No. Name one. Uh, But yeah, it says that uh, that what is bliss? And he says, uh, bliss is perfect happiness, Mrs., which none of you have ever experienced. So that's a nice little thing, being like, yeah, Pongo... She was faking every time, man. That's uh, that's never. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she says, yes, bliss is marvelous. And I am offering it to you all forever and ever. And so I assume there's no downside. Let's do it. Let's get on board right away with the uh, the pusher man here. All you must do is bow before me. I mean, what he what it comes down to is 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 even worse than that. But he says so as Sirius, Lord of the Dog Star, which you know they named it pretty well. Uh, turns out, you know, think yeah, of all the they other were right on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if he is like, I am Beetlejuice, the juiced beetle from the Star Beetlejuice. Uh, so I am a, a, a blended up gross goo. I am Orion the Hunter. You don't. That does not look like a hunter at all. You it, there's like five stars, sort of. You know, they're not arranged. I don't see a bow. Yeah, no, but you that's are a, not the hunter. No, that's exactly what I look like. I am just a really crappy stick guy. Um, <laughs> cower before me. I, it's hard. To, I don't have many joints, so I'm always going to be just sort of standing like this. Um, but he sort of uh, Sirius has sort of like a. Uh, like a Facebook boomer kind of attitude. He's like, I remember when dogs, when they were wild and savage animals, but now I've seen them change to tamed and often pampered creatures. Uh, these kids these days, they don't, they don't know about drinking out of the hose, and you know, uh, we we grew up getting spanked, and we turned out okay. Yeah, now you you sit outside those uh, brew pubs, and they put out bowls for you, and they have the, you have your own pumps and everything. You know, in my day. Right. We used to have to break free, go down one of those back alleys that I knew about and uh, <laughs> right. drink from someone's pee bowl. I bet you've never even had urine, have right. you? Yeah. You're yeah, soft. <laughs> if if that's what he delved into as a uh, dogs don't drink enough of their own urine rant, that would be quite the, uh, <laughs> quite the stretch from Dodie Smith. It is very cleansing. <laughs> I also swallow gauze. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, your dogs haven't lived until you've had to be cut open and and uh, a human sweat sock pulled out of your lower intestine because you <laughs> ate it because it you know you just keep eating them. They taste so good. I used to have so many shoestrings coming out of my anus. I mean, you'd have to pull them out day by day. You don't know about that anymore. Uh, and he says uh, this is more like bedtime story material. He says soon through human foolishness there may be no earth. Or no earth as you know it. And the few of you who survive will be desperate, starving wretches. Fighting each other. Eating each other. Just in order to go on living a life that isn't worth living. So, wow. That's, uh, you know, I mean. He ends that with, do you understand? (laughs) So that's, yeah. I mean, there's always some of those, like, dark songs in Disney movies. Like, uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls or... 
Scar singing Be Prepared, but that, that gets pretty dark pretty quickly. I don't know if anything... Yeah, and, and, you know, I think when, uh, you know, a, an all-controlling, uh, faceless, powerful voice preaching the apocalypse comes, I mean... That's, that always turns out well, right? <laughs> I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't see a downside. That's what, This is sort of like what happened at the end of Armada. Remember that like dodecahedron showed up and was like, uh, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to cure cancer, every other disease, too. Bam, there, <laughs> we, we took care of that. So very similar. Um, because, you know, usually within five to seven minutes of this podcast, we bring up Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to point out that I am currently reading an exhaustive book on the Manson family. Wow. And uh, talk about uh, preaching the apocalypse and saying I am the, the savior and mm-hmm. calling uh, for the uh, race war and <laughs> controlling people totally. I, I'm sorry, but the parallels, I just couldn't get them out of my mind. Wow. I'm currently reading. Well, with the timeline check out to have uh, him have read this as a boy. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Probably. Yes, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would. I suppose in prison, he had to read something uh, when he was in prison before the... Well, never mind. Let's not get into it. All right. Uh, but then, uh, so Cad Pig, it, it picks up on, I think since she's been around the prime minister, is like, oh, you mean that humans may someday destroy the earth with terrible bombs and a terrible war? So he's not the only one preaching this. The Dalmatians are on board, too. So that's... Yeah, uh, where are they, uh, you know, the ones who are just kind of farm workers and stuff? Are they? Uh, they're like what? <laughs> the world is going to be destroyed by bombs. What? Are, what do they know? <laughs> yeah. Are they like horses? Like horses who stomp on you? Uh, kind of. Uh, yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> uh, the uh, the scene in Oppenheimer where his dog, uh, you know, reflects on the, uh, the what he hath wrought as death destroyer of worlds would have been quite the uh, addition to the director's cut. Yes. So that's so, you know uh, okay. That is a justification. I, you know, you don't want to, you know, life is too, on earth is, you know, going to come to an end anyway and suffering and death and eating each other and all of that apocalyptic stuff. So, uh, so come with me. Uh, you know what, though? I don't know. Perhaps I'm only making it an excuse. The real truth is that I want you all so much. <laughs> so, first of all, settle down, dogs. Yeah, definitely. But uh, secondly, wait. What? So the apocalypse thing? Yeah, I I shouldn't have said that. I don't think that's... It's his technique. Uh, He builds you up and breaks you down. Yes. Talk about psyops, Textbook abuser, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he goes on to do it again. He says, uh, um, because they're like, he wants you to come with us back to the star. And they say, like, how could we leave our pets? And he says, your pets? The voice no longer sounded gently coaxing. You have no pets. You have owners. Oh, you pretend they are the pets. And some humans encourage you to pretend this and even say, oh, my dog owns me. But they know it isn't true and you know it too. <laughs> so it's uh, he knows who really rescued who. He's uh, he's flying in the face of those bumper stickers. It is. Uh, that moment reminded me of, uh, you know, the elf queen, right? And in instead of a queen, you would have a god more terrifying. You know, turns into a different thing. Like- oh, is that L-O-T-R? Yes, uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> your uh, your pets, you know, rising above the ground and turning into something cruel and awful. They put collars and leashes on you. They make you go where they wish. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. Uh, hey, uh, Lord of the Dog Star, weren't you just lying about the apocalypse a couple seconds ago? <laughs> now you're getting all high and mighty about us having uh, 
having uh, owners. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Sorry, we can't open doors. I think that's a uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff we couldn't be able to do if it weren't for these people. So we got it pretty good. Um, but the uh, the the serious Lord of the Dog Star isn't just about uh, abusive psyops. He just he has a few ticks because he says. Um, uh, you know, not that, you know, you're not remarkable dogs yourself. And some, a lot of you are. Mrs. is, she invented the high swoosh. The general is famous. Blah, blah, I'm, blah. I'm still, I'm going to take that back. She did not invent the high swoosh. Yeah. It's yeah, a point thing. of order, serious. All right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go but on. then he says, uh, every member of your cabinet, in fact, all dogs are remarkable. Let us now praise famous dogs. Sirius then mentioned every breed of dog. This took a long time as every breed responded with enthusiastic barks. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, so he 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 does. He sort of said, like, time is of the essence. Get here by midnight. Uh, I'm coming down. I'm giving you bliss, blah, blah, blah. We've got to make a decision soon. But then he took time to mention every breed of dog. How You know, mentioned too, <laughs> is an odd word. I mean, at a certain point, it becomes a list, right? I, I, mentioning. Yeah, it's funny you uh, should ask that because... This is something that I I had to know. I mean, I was like, how many breeds of dog are there? It turns out yeah. there are over 500. And so oh, if, if you were to do this, how long would that take? Just as a serious as, you know, say what you will about him. He's built up a bit of momentum here. He's made a dramatic entrance. You can't deny that. Yeah. To, to, I mean, you know, you turn out all light <laughs> everywhere. You give people bliss. You give them terror. Yeah. You turn out all lights. Yeah. You tell them I have the power, I can take you away, all of the stuff. Yeah, that's a pretty great entrance. But then he mentions every breed of dog, and the yeah. the one dark web recreation of this moment that I found oh. is will give you a, a good sense of how long that would possibly take. Because 540, I think, some breeds of dogs, with all of them responding with enthusiastic barks after he mentions them. Mm-hmm. It's it's a momentum killer. It would be, you know, imagine, uh, you know, the, the groom gets up at the wedding and he's had a few and you you know he doesn't have any notes. He's just going to speak off the top of his head and you're just looking at your watch. This is goes on even longer than that. Wow. that That's like the um, uh, when you're at a graduation yep. and they make the make the very, very, very stern. They could not be more clear about it. Please, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, please. <laughs> Do not respond to each individual name. It will just take a billion years. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then people obviously inevitably hold up posters and scream and yeah. do all, all of that. Of so, course. Of course. Yes. Enthusiastic yeah. barks from the audience. Confusing yes, barks the, the principal. Everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So this is a, a dark web reenactment of this moment. So it, it wow. is okay. going to take a while. Someone put a lot of effort into it. Um, but Sirius the dog star mentioning... Every breed of dog who then respond with enthusiastic barks. Okay, so so you're telling people this is going to take a while. That is always a good thing in either a speech or a podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah, so uh, let's check it out. Okay. Affin pinchers. <coughs> Afghan hounds. <coughs> Africanus. <coughs> Ides. Airedale Terriers, Akbashes, Akitas, Aksare Malaklises. Hey folks, Mike here. Obviously we're not going through with this gag. However, um, 
it's only me who knows that because I edit these episodes. And so Connor uh, thinks that this is going to be in the middle of the episode. It obviously is not going to be. However, if you'd like to listen to 45 minutes of Connor uh, reading Dog Breeds, followed by a, uh, some sort of MP3 sound effect of a dog barking, you're welcome to do that. I'll put it at the end of the episode, and um, sane people can just uh, shut it down. And uh, inverse of that, insane people can uh, continue listening. All right, back to the episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, right? Like... It's uh, I, that it's is a, a recreation. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it would sound like. So I want. Well, I, I'll just. I'll quibble with you there. I'll admit that 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 I I did that. Dark, Damn I, you! Not the dark web. But yeah, it's. Uh, Are you kidding me? Well, something that long. I want to take credit for. I took a lot of effort and a lot of time. I, and so I, 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 I listened to. I mean, I set up the bit as though <laughs> as though it was done by the dark web. <laughs> you have violated a, a, uh, a very sacred. I look. I'm this podcast to have violated your trust. I feel very bad about because I know you would never do that to me. So Certainly I'm just not. like I, I. But I, I, you know, sometimes you're just proud of something, and I am proud that I, uh, over the course of several hours yesterday, uh, took the time to say every breed of dog, um, and insert the sound effects of dogs barking enthusiastically in between them. And I'm glad that you were willing to play it, and that everyone uh, got, got a chance to hear it. Uh, I'm sure after you finish doing it, because I'm, you know, no small feat, obviously, as mm-hmm. you said. Thank you. That you, uh, you know, approached your your lovely wife yes. and, you know, gently kissed her forehead and said, "Honey, I think I've really, I think I've really hit on something." Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm so proud of you." Yes. Her her eyes misting over. It, it, and then you you, uh, you know, get on the extension. Let's call our parents. Yes, and then uh-huh. yes, you called them and, and then they let them know we're so that. yeah proud they set aside everything they said i always knew you had it in had it in you and uh mm-hmm. you know just a, a lump a lump in my throat even thinking about it again it was yeah your, your father grasping both shoulders firmly mm-hmm. i'm proud uh, of you son a knowing nod yes i'm proud was, i may not know the bliss given by sirius the dog star but i feel like that's the closest i might ever get so uh, i'm just glad you were willing oh. to to put it oh, in that here. was that was touching stuff yeah. all right <laughs> Whew. All right, let's, uh, let's uh, abandon on. that uh, pretense. Uh, the uh, it goes on to do that bit in the uh, recovered and real or fanfic where there's a mutt named Heinz Fifty Seven yeah. Varieties. Yep, uh, which is great. And uh, it goes on to it talks about the uh, the many unfortunate dogs who are beaten, starved, and arrested by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just a great uh, great bedtime story material as it continues. And it says, if you want to come with me, Mrs. says, should we just have to do an extra high swoosh? And he says, exactly, Mrs., a very, very high swoosh. Quite easy if you wanted to. Um, so that's that's your your joke from earlier right now. She's she's invented the extra high swoosh as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why, why did you stop there? He's, he's like, like, I've given you godlike powers. <laughs> And I was like, this is where I was like, it's just going to turn out he wants to harvest their adrenal glands or something. And this is his uh, his way of going about it. Uh, yes. And then he says this. He explained, uh, he mentioned, it must be a mass decision, Mrs., or rather, it must be a majority decision. Well, those are different. Well, <laughs> nothing will happen until all dogs have made up their minds. So I'm still confused. Sure. M- majority or all. Then it will depend on what most dogs wish. So I just immediately I thought, I see. So 
everything in the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. Uh, got it. Got it, Mussolini. Um, I'm on board. That's perfect. Yeah. I imagine him being like, so uh, how about uh, all dogs on this side? You'll become prisoners. And on the left, you'll become the, the guards. Uh, much like Stanford University, and we'll just see how sure. this goes for a couple of hours. And oh my God, that happened really quickly. <laughs> you guys better vote for going to the dog star, or we're going to chain you up and beat you. What's the experiment where they everyone is a plant except one person, and then someone just like walks them through basic math, and then everyone in the room votes for the wrong math answer and then the, the confused person is like wait what no it's two plus two is four and everyone's wow. like no it's five and then eventually just breaking down we'll go yes you're right <laughs> two plus two is five i am glad that uh, there's been numerous uh, famous unethical experiments in like, yes. you know, my parents lifetime at least and now we're pretty much just doing those as a uh, television entertainment that's yeah. uh, <laughs> uh uh, and this this was very funny to me. Uh, he says, when we leave, when you come to the dog star with me, or, you know, I am the dog star, I don't know, whatever. When you come out into space with me, none of the humans, uh, they're going to wake and find a dogless world. They won't remember that there's animals such as dogs. But Cadpig goes, but what about our collars and leashes and kennels and dog beds? And the dog, the dog star's like, oh, I shall work something out about that. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. I hadn't thought about it. But like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. But then follows up with the very, very chilling, though it might be simpler to let them all go on sleeping forever. <laughs> wow. I believe the earth devoid of life uh, by taking you with me. Wow. Dog star. Which, you know, led me to, the, uh, to think about, because we talked about it before, the marriage and all of that. What is the theology of this world? Mm. Who is granting the Lord of the Dog Star right. the power to extinguish the human race? <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, again, like we said, if there was a uh, uh, a horse star, would that guy also have the ability to come down as a, a big, you know, blissful horse and, and spirit everyone who wasn't an equine away? Like, are there other things out there like this guy? Oh, yeah. What's the, the bear? What's, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bears can kill dogs. Ursa right? Major. Yeah. Definitely. Ursa. Yeah. So Ursa comes down like, uh, excuse me, uh, Lord of the Dog Star. <laughs> Roar! Tearing dogs in half. Yeah. I, no, no sense of how they, uh, they dole out their powers. Yeah. Wow. But, and that, so that goes on, leads right into this because it says they, they, uh, Dalmatians, Pongo, Mrs. look upward and, and like gasp, uh, because Sirius was a Dalmatian. But yes. almost before they had taken this in, the general gruff, gasped gruffly, bless my soul, the fellow's a sheepdog. And all the dogs start gasping as they all see them as their own particular breed. And again, that just seems uh, the shape-shifting uh, personator to something that I, I feel like I've heard a lot about in you know, a popular <laughs> depictions of uh, old Scratch. Down at the crossroads of uh, Beelzebub, yes. Lewis Cipher, he's been previously mentioned. <laughs> he sends, uh, he challenges uh, Roly Poly to a fiddling contest or something. <laughs> yes. So uh, just uh, it starts to add up. Uh, I also like that he says, uh, um, "I, uh, you remember that bliss I gave you? Wouldn't you like to feel that bliss again?" Oh yes, please! Barked many dogs. Like, all right, well, here's a button you can press. And it will give you the bliss. <laughs> One dog somewhere will die, but you'll get it. And the dogs are always lining up to. 
but then they uh, they make this. There's another choice they have to make. There's a lot of hand waving in this, but this is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Tommy and the two other honorary dogs, and Sirius says, "Ah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that depends on what they want. Um, ask them." Yeah. So then Tommy instantly said. I'll go with Sirius. <laughs> I want to explore space. Incredible. Dumbass. Shut up. Incredible. Tommy's loved ones. I'll sell go my to soul. Hell. Yeah. He just is like, you know, yeah, I have those glow-in-the-dark stars on my ceiling above my bed. I like space, so yeah, I'll go there and abandon everybody. Tommy's immediately like port put through the 2001 wormhole as he travels to <laughs> Jupiter and sees an old version of himself in a bed. Like, I miss my parents I, already. I, I hadn't late. thought about this at all. Yes. <laughs> Tom, sorry, Tommy, you've made a choice. <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, you know, a pinhead from Hellraiser is there immediately torturing yeah. him for all of eternity. You yeah. made this choice. Ah, I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah, you wanted to I go just, to space. I just like rocket ships. Uh, yeah, and the cats, I think, don't know. And the cat says something very rude about stars that don't know their places, which I don't, you know, again, I don't really know what's going on with these cats. It is very, I mean, there's a... I'm sure someone else has entered the uh, entered the thoughts of uh, the song "Tommy the Cat" by Promise because she keeps saying "Tommy and the Cats." I don't oh know yes, that one. But it's a I, uh, I don't. It's a it was a it's, it stands out if you're familiar. But um, so yeah, Tommy's but, on but board. Cats not, and the dogs have cats to are not. But decisions. but Sirius didn't fully understand cat language. <laughs> so sure. what are your powers? And then so he merely said, "Then Tommy shall come and the cat shall stay." So he got it from context, you know. Yeah. Like at a you know Korean grocery, and me trying to figure out you know how to right. I, yeah. I, I guess I'm supposed to pay for this apple. I don't know. The, the cats are shooting me a finger, so I assume that means no. Um, yes, <laughs> Tommy's but, picking uh, his so, nose. Yeah, so limited powers on Sirius there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just learning more about it. Doesn't understand cat language. Right. Doesn't have a universal translator. Apparently. <laughs> uh, and then it says some one dog says. Let Pongo, Mrs. and Cad Pig decide. We trust them. All day they have told us what to do. Let them tell us now. And then it seemed that every dog for miles barked, yes, yes, let Pongo, Mrs. and Cad Pig decide. And I just thought, really? There's there's no dog that's sort of just like, you know, licking himself, whose ears perking up, be like, wait, say what now? Who's <laughs> who's deciding if we're going into space? I, I'm not familiar with this Pongo. I, I'm just sort of a, I'm just going about my day here. Uh, <laughs> right. He's now our god king. Um but, uh, uh, wait, who did you just give the power to uh, grant life or death to? <laughs> can I can I meet him? Yeah. To, can we can we hang for a second, have a beer, just uh, right. then I'll decide whether or not I sign the uh, powers of attorney over to uh, Pongo. <laughs> uh, but uh, so Pongo is uh, he he needs some peace and quiet. But he felt his mind was being invaded by the glorious, dazzling presence of ser- Satan. I'm serious. 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 And it said, uh, as he leaves, uh, he feels worse. Did that mean that he loved Sirius and loved him even more than he loved his dearlies? So he's uh, he's he's had some very strong feelings very quickly for this dog star. Because I mean, uh, Lord of the Dog Star has has really earned his love at this point. <laughs> Coming down and kind of yelling at him and for- terrifying him. Mm-hmm. Giving him uh, bliss, but only as a, a you know a one being, the Borg or whatever you know. Yeah. That's... So uh, yeah, he's really he's really worthy of my love. It seems like he's in a good state of mind to make a very important decision for all dog kind. That's right. Um, in this... So they retire. So this is important. Obviously, this is a you know the biggest 
decision that any dog has has ever made, even outside of their who they're going to marry, which is a pretty big decision. <laughs> but uh, uh, then other dogs just they're going to go and uh, head into the National Gallery and hash it out, mm-hmm. you know, throw uh, throw dice or whatever they do <laughs> uh, to see what they're going to do, flip coins, whatever. And then a couple of uh, the cabinet go, uh, "Hey, can we uh, can we get in on this?" And he's like, "Oh, of course." said Pongo politely, though he did not think the members of Cad Pig's cabinet were particularly bright. <laughs> yeah. So, w- what? Yeah. What kind of a leader is that? You know, Churchill, like, I don't know what we should do. This is a terrible time for all of us. Uh, uh, can I come with you to the cabinet, Pongo? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> of course we need your input. Oh, my God, what have I just done? <laughs> uh, I could feel my own tongue. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Let's go to space, Pongo. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Does he, like, are these the provincial lady dogs that he had been talking about before? Like, um, oh, I'm yeah. not sure why he's, uh, you're letting, because the dogs could read his thoughts, too. Like, you're letting who now come to the cabinet? <laughs> yeah, the, the previously mentioned dog that you were asking, like, wait, you gave Pongo the power? Right. Um, okay. And then all of a sudden, hey, can we come along and do what they're thinking about how we should go to space? Yeah. And then that same dog is like, wait, them? Yeah. I know that guy. I met him like he peed on me while yeah. I was sleeping. He eats out of the cat's litter box as soon as the owners leave the house. So now some guy named Pongo and those guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, questionable leadership by this guy, but he's he's doing the, uh, you know, the classic put upon leader you know jack on lost you know just can i just have a minute to think i need a minute to think i didn't ask to be in this position um type of thing so cracking under the pressure perhaps uh but yeah so they go into the national gallery um they still have their their powers well more of that to come but uh, they open the doors of the national gallery and big ben began to strike one o'clock yeah okay so it was a. Uh, it's been an hour since, so that probably checks out with the length of the listing all species. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty much right on there. <laughs> I like how it describes. Pongo says he had said he was leaving them so they would not feel influenced by him. This is all the other dogs, but perhaps he knew how much they would miss him, and that leaving them was his most powerful way of influencing them. So he's taking a little cue from the uh, dog star. Yeah, he's, he's doing all Machiavelli on this. Yeah, yeah wow. <laughs> Uh, and the, the uh, chapter ends, though, uh, like this, um, and I will read this to the, uh, to the little girl in bed. And, all right, this is the last sentence, uh, okay? All right, I, I, I love dogs, Daddy. I wish we I could get a puppy, too. Dogs. I yes, know. that is why we have the three dogs, and you love each one more than the next, don't mm-hmm. you? I love every one of my dogs. I will go and pet them in the morning. Well, there is a dog star that loves them and gives them bliss. And Ooh. so here we go. Let's end this chapter. Perhaps, thought uh-huh. Pongo, remember him and his cute little muzzle. Oh, Pongo. yeah, they got Cruella good. Yes, the next hour would be their last on Earth. Huh? Perhaps, just in one short hour, all the dogs in the world would be on their way to a star. My three dogs? Now go to sleep, honey. No, but, the, but if I wake up, will there be dogs in the world? No, there's no dogs, all of them. Are they dead? Last hour on Earth. How do they breathe in space? We don't know what Satan's going... I mean, the Sirius is going to do with them. We don't know. But I don't like you the don't dogs know. going... Oh. No, your dogs are going away. Last hour on Earth. Oh, can I now touch go to them? bed. I won't.
won't be able to sleep. No, you'll sleep fine. I can see the star outside my window. Yes, it's looking at you. It knows your thoughts. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Wow, I'm glad she got to come back after her. Yeah. Just recovered from Model Land, and now she's... uh... (laughs) They enter the portrait gallery as Chapter 11 starts. Mm-hmm. And Pongo is excited because he sees a guy on a horse. And it says he, <laughs> he couldn't believe his eyes. There was a horse there with a rider on it. Uh, the, then the sleepers were waking up. Humans would soon be in charge again. Dogs not need have this tremendous responsibility of deciding their own fate. Then he saw the horse and rider were only painted in a large picture. And then uh, this is another uh, the, the drug, a drug that the dogs have done. They were not real. And yet somehow they were real. In a way, Whoa. Pongo couldn't understand. Whoa! It's uh, um, I, I mean, is this supposed to be some sort of a joke I on how joke. stupid yeah, dogs a, are? Of yeah, course, it's just not knowing what a painting is. Even though I thought there was a painting in the uh, the people's house or Cruella's house, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> and, and it's not, um, you know, what is uh, the uh, trompe l'oeil, the uh, French, uh, tr- you know, trick your eye. Right. Paintings where, you, you know, nobody, it's not like Acme. You're not going to, it's not a tunnel on the side. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to try to road runner your way through a painted tunnel. On no, the it's not even a statue. It's just a painting of the guy. So, yes. Oh. But, uh, so he's, a uh, he thought was relieved at first and now he's scared again. So just the emotions continue to seesaw. Uh, they do point out that Tommy still wanted to go with Sirius. So, <laughs> That's another good thing to any... That, that's like the one scary thing for the parents reading this book to the little girl in bed is that your children of Earth will renounce you in a heartbeat to go off to the, uh, off to the space with a star. Yeah, how old is Tommy? Uh, I, I think he was like nine. I, I, I don't think I, really I think he's still sucking his thumb, right? He probably has <laughs> like the dental... Like his teeth are kind of malformed because he hasn't stopped sucking his thumb. That makes sense, yeah. I want to go to space. Okay, Tommy, go with the cats. Yeah, go. Here's an enormous lollipop to lick, Tommy. It's stuck in my hair already. Uh, <laughs> I've come already in there, and now there's a lollipop too. Uh, you can do this better than me because I. Uh, well, maybe not. I think you wanted to do this. The most British sentence that's ever been written, I think, is upcoming. Oh yeah, this no, I I have this down as a sonic challenge to yeah, you. Okay. This is the uh, Staffordshire. Okay. I, yeah, I think that was one of the breeds that got mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Since every breed was mentioned, I'm going to assume that, that it was. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the the Jack Russell and the General and then the Staffordshire. And they ask uh, the, the Staffordshire. And he says, do you have the sentence there? Pongo yes. looked at the Staffordshire who said. And so this is a, uh, a Stokey accent. Right, this is uh, like north of Sheffield somewhere. I'm not very good with British uh, stuff, but it's a distinct accent. Um, it sounds very similar to the accent that they had on. Uh, if you need help with this, on all creatures great and small from the '80s okay, on the BBC, sure, of course. No, yeah, not... so there you go. Okay, oh, you, I, uh, you, you're practicing. I, I, okay, I thought I, uh, I had watched it yesterday, so I. Uh... Okay. Got to get back into it. So the fact right, that I can't go. do accents normally, let alone ones I learned existed yesterday. Uh, email to me, death mate. Space sounds very airy fairy to me, but I must say this bliss stuff was like a good kip by a warm fire after a slap up meal. And naturally, I like the look of that serious. 
Right? That's <laughs> I think you could just uh you could walk to what is it, Stoke on Stoke on Canter. I don't yeah. know. Don't don't just laugh at me. Stoke. Grab a somewhere. bar rag and just uh convince yeah. tourists I've been there for the uh for all my all my years. You look rather airy fairy. <laughs> and then they will all go, Oh, the local color is so delightful. <laughs> Let's uh, dine at this place, darling. Yeah. This just gentleman. Are you a gentleman? That voice. voice was rather e, Yeah, I'm a gentleman. I'm going to get a pint of smicks. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> oh, very well done. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's been a big day for me performing. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Pongo is just like, he, he's just lamenting uh, all of this. He says, that leaves it all up to me, thought Pongo. I don't know what to do. It's Pongo's choice. Um, and he's, he's just very upset about this. And that's when the uh, Great Dane shows up, as we also covered in fanfic, with a little chihuahua writing on him. Yeah, Whiplash and his then little, the Great his, Dane. Yeah, his, his lifelong companion shows up, the guy that uh, sleeps in the bed with him. Yes. yes. He, he acts as a hot water bottle. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, by the way, just before that, though, uh, the high swoosh said, Mrs., I discovered it. Right. Oh, God, Mrs. God, stop that. Oh, man. That's like, uh, uh, you know, if, you, if a friend recommends uh, you're on a trip and they recommend a place for dinner that they just like Googled and quickly found. And then they talk about like them discovering that restaurant for the rest of the trip. Uh, <laughs> awful, awful stuff. Not speaking from experience here. Uh, certainly not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this was the first time in a long time that I was like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm with the Great Dane and Whiplash, the cowboy monkey on his back. He says, crowds are always fooled. They get so worked up that they can't think for themselves. I know about these things because I live with a professor who often talks about them. All you dogs are the victims of mass hysteria. <laughs> wow, a little cup of cold water from the Great Dane there. Yeah, and his and hot water bottle. Just an awesome, another great concept to introduce to the uh, eight-year-olds reading this. Like, uh, Often <laughs> adults will become victims of mass hysteria. <laughs> so you can never trust if, if the adults in your life are know what they're talking about or just going along with a big old crowd. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I wonder what the uh, professor that he lives with, right, is. Uh, what's what's his uh, field of study? He studies Saint Vitus dance or something. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, but the the dog star can hear this, right? So the dog and the and the Great Dane can hear the dog star. So I think that there's not necessarily mass hysteria if a talking entity has come down. You can hear it. Is promising you bliss that you felt. So. Um, there's no hysteria there. I mean, I guess deciding whether to go into space with it could be a little hysterical. And, and you know, as he's saying this stuff, like, um, man, you, uh, you're slapping them upside the face. <laughs> like, don't listen to that thing. This thing is obviously, like, trying to trick you or whatever. And this thing is just, like, with its powers, like, quietly squeezing his heart, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, he dropped out on the spot. What happened? Yeah. Renounce your mass hysteria theory. <laughs> All right, that wasn't mass hysteria. That sounds good. This guy's uh, benevolent. That's yes. right. That's right. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. is sort of like, I only realized like into this last section, she's sort of like the good night Gracie type of shtick, mm -hmm. right? Like that's her little thing. Like, I don't know. You know For what sure. humans feel about people who are two-faced, said the Great Dane. I don't, said Mrs. I didn't know there were any people with two faces. Like, all right. Like, 
Yeah. Isn't there a fire hydrant you can go outside and sniff, Mrs.? Like, leave it to people. We're making decisions here. Pongo turns to the camera, you know, pulls the <laughs> cigar out of his mouth and does a shrug. Like, yeah. can you believe this, Dane? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you get this uh, this next thing. This is the professor who studies mass hysteria said that uh, my professor says the next war is quite likely to be fought in space while we sit down here safely watching it on television. So let's just let's ignore this guy's theories about mass hysteria because he's got some other pretty dumb ones. No, I'm telling you, we're going to have space wars in my lifetime. Yeah. Jetpacks are listening. Jetpacks are just around the corner. Now look, when you put this TV dinner in, you gotta peel the pudding part up. Otherwise, it doesn't cook fully and it turns all mushy. And make sure you put your uh, tinfoil hat on while you use your microwave because that could read your brain waves. And this is when even things continue to get weirder. A three uh, like stray dogs come in to the gallery. Mm-hmm. All of them looked in poor condition and seemed very nervous. And uh, he invited them in and saw they were pitifully thin. Um, <laughs> so it's just like you know stray uh mangy curs are uh invited in here this is the point of the book where i realized that i had gone somehow uh you know twenty eight thousand words at this point without having made a baja men joke which i just was uh very shameful about that is wow shocking I, I, yeah. it is very very shocking <laughs> Uh, they they loom large in our uh, backstage comedy. Yes. So, uh, yes. We have many scenarios of the uh, Baja men <laughs> waiting by lives. their phone. As uh, yes, every a... time a dog movie is released, like ha guys, <laughs> time to cash the checks. The phone doesn't ring. What? <laughs> Come on. There's there's a scene where they literally were letting all the dogs out of the kennel. <laughs> they were racing towards the camera. Uh, but yes, uh, so these stray dogs are here and, and Pong goes like, well, obviously these idiots are going to want to go into space and get bliss all the time. And they're like, oh no. And they all say Mm -hmm. no in very shrill voices. And it's essentially, they have this, uh, this twisted Stockholm syndrome where they were with people that were in bad homes. They were treated very unkindly, but we love the people and want a chance to be back in a home with other people. So that's why we don't want to go. It's because like, you know, uh, maybe this time, maybe this time when he comes home, he won't be drunk type of thing. Like this, we've, we've got we've to give it one more shot so we can find up in a house that actually loves us. Look, I was, uh, I was in a murder basement for 20 years, but uh, I haven't given up on that murder yeah. basement owner. <laughs> I, I want to see if he could turn this around. Um, by the way, there is a drawing of these dogs. So, yeah. you know, again, the, the little girl trying to sleep and hearing about bony dogs who <laughs> come yeah. in trembling because they haven't had food because they're not eating anymore. Right. So, you, uh, you right. Exactly. So they don't need to. But what I wondered is, are they still in a state of hunger? Hmm. So, like, you don't need to eat, but I'm not going to make you full. You know right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're just like have this gnawing hunger um but yeah the the drawing of the bony dog is very sarah mclaughlin it's it's pretty it's a little bit sad and then there's two little dogs who have so much fur you can't tell that they're emaciated but... yeah what are the you can there's ribs you can see on two of them and one oh of them yeah there's the ribs almost okay. looks like it's <laughs> yes. crying from the uh like there's like a little like line by its eyes so it looks like it's sad wow but yeah but they're 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 sticking around earth they're thinking maybe the next star NFL quarterback who adopts me will be good to me and not uh, 
you know, might, might run a dog fighting ring in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wondered, so they like shove past the other people who are like, do you want to get in on this decision about whether we fly to space with a star yeah. or uh, whether we, um, you know, go home? And, and eat canned dog food? Like, do you, do you want to get in on this? And these guys are just like, excuse me, yeah. we're going to go in there. Like, yeah. what? What? You can't just go in there. These guys are outliers. Come on. <laughs> um, but I think that that's serious. Like, Pongo sort of comes to the realization. He's like, these guys are right. Like, we're not, we're not going to do this. And Sirius uh, reads their mind and says, of all creatures, dogs have lived closest to mankind, and they will never, um, they will never uh, desert mankind. So he he's like I'm ahead of you. I understand in your hearts you don't want to go. Yes, and I like he goes. And though I do not think such devotion is deserved, uh, thanks, Dog Star. We'll uh, we'll call you <laughs> if we need you as, as representative of humans. I can admire it. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, hey man, you want to live your life and be a stupid piece of crap. <laughs> Uh, what can I do? Uh, good for you. You you go do it, man. <laughs> I don't really think you're happy for me. Yeah, it is. It's like a- a- aliens in a twilight zone being like, we would have given you uh, all the joy you could imagine, but you didn't trust us, so now you'll be left here in your swill hole. Then they get to the dog star, and they look at the um, manual that he's handed them. <laughs> it's a cookbook. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a cookbook. Reverve, man. Like... <laughs> But he knows. So the the dog, the dog star says, uh, "I'm fine. Like you've called me a hundred faced. When I'm back in space, in all my loneliness, I shall comfort myself by being every breed of dog there is. I shall imagine it. Is that a uh, is that a sex thing? Or it's just yes, it is. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be just sitting there imagining things. But then he says, and imagination can be more real than reality, though that's something I can't even explain." Won't even try, in fact. Par for the course for this book. It's just going to make bold pronouncements and not back them up. Imagination, if you think about it, can be more real than reality? What the, uh, I, I can't explain it, man. I, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, no, you don't have to explain it. That's like, that's just saying that like water can be more solid than brick. You know, I don't even have to explain it. You right. pick up on that. Right. No. Right. God, these euros are so oh, good. It's like the best thing I've ever eaten. Like, what oh, if, There's no question about it even. Yeah, and like, it's just, so, you know, the ancient Greeks invented this? Like, I mean, like, that's like, they, they came up with everything, you know? They named all the planets and they come up with the euro. Like, oh. They did it all just like wearing a sheet yeah. and like eating. Oh, it's like they're the coolest. Uh, I would, I would so like to toke up with like one of those. Dudes. Aristotle. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, stop it! Wait, who's you know, that? you know, Archimedes was toking up in a bathtub. Oh, you know, oh, you nice. totally. Oh wanted. man, what a cool dude! Remember that owl from Sword in the Stone named Archimedes? Archimedes the owl. Yeah. To, let's put it on now. Oh, you have yeah. it. Oh yeah, Merlin. You got your like, laser disc, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, oh, those things are it. awesome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. yes. Anyway, uh, that they uh, they say that like he says, "You're not coming with me." They make you know decision pretty quickly. So now you know the clock is ticking. You all got to get home because I'm cutting your powers off. Uh, come sun up. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, get on out of here, all of you who need even further to go. He says, like, um, I'll grant you some extra power or something um, to to get home in time. <laughs> yeah, there's there's they're like, well, what about 
you know, they start doing the objections and then just this hand waving right here. Uh, that will be allowed for. All <laughs> dogs will reach home in time, provided they swoosh steadily and on no account turn back. Remember, the special powers given to you will only last just long enough to get you home. So no more questions. Yeah. So that's another uh, that's another uh, little uh, devil deal, right? Like when uh, was it Orpheus leaving and he couldn't he couldn't turn back. Or else, like he, his wife would not be allowed to leave Hades, the underworld. I think that's oh, right. okay. Someone had that deal where, like, you know, you were going, but if you look back, if you don't trust me, then she has to stay here, and then so she stays there for winter and comes back in the spring or whatever. Okay, so it's like Lot's wife, yeah, yes, turning to a pillar of salt. <laughs> she looked back. Okay, so that's uh, yeah, giving conditions where you're not allowed to turn back is always a uh, something you associate <laughs> with a good guy. Also, you know, worthy of your love is someone who's like, oh, you're, so you're not going to come? Oh, cool. All right. You stay with them. Yeah. yeah that'll fine. be fun. That's fun. I mean, they suck and you're, you're going to be miserable, but uh, yeah. And you know what? I'm just going to slink on home and don't even call me because I don't even want to hear. I don't care. Yeah. I don't even care at all. But have, have fun. No, really. I wish you the best. We couldn't even visit once. Like, no, you just you, you had one chance and that's all you're able to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is worthy of our love. And then uh, the, the cliffhanger of this chapter, which is something I had completely forgotten about, is like, yes. he's like, we got to get going. Um, but like, Pongo is keeping from Mrs. the fact that Roly Poly is still not with everybody. Like, Roly Poly was not with them where, oh, where was Roly Poly? And he knows that if she remembers this, she's going to want to turn back. So the, uh, the drama is, the stage is set for high uh, final chapter drama. And I, and I love that um, he's, you know, speaking of the Gracie Allen stuff, like Pongo earnestly hoped that Mrs. would not suddenly remember something which all the excitement had driven out of her mind. Uh, for if she did, they would never get to leave London. Roly-poly was not with them. Where, oh, where was Roly-poly? So he's depending yeah. on his wife not remembering stuff. I mean, this is truly like a 50s or 60s thing, you know, like. Casablanca. Oh, I don't know, Rick. You'll have to do the thinking for both of us. <laughs> like, what, you've forgotten how to think yes. because of some stress in your life? Yeah, they might need to high swoosh her home on a fainting couch or something. Yeah, wow. She's got the vapors big time. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's the end of that chapter. Yeah, so the final chapter is called A Race with the Sun because I think that was the, that was the come sundown, you'll lose the ability to swoosh even the ability to high swoosh. And so you better, you know, get home by that. You won't be able to open gates or doors or anything like that. Um, right. Uh, and right now, what I just wondered about, because it doesn't come up much, I don't think, although he's mentioned again, but Tommy just going like, we go space now? Like, oh, no, Tommy, no, no. Yeah, yeah they've sort of banked on, uh, on the star saying, everyone's going to wake up and not have any memory of this, but like Tommy's going to be talking about this for the rest of his life. He's going to be- Honorary dog Tommy. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I-, I was a dog and they wanted to take me to space. It's like, Tommy, this is your graduation. You've got to stop talking please. about it. <laughs> wow, yeah, it yeah, never he's- occurred to me. He's uh, working at the garage. He's like got some guy pinned against the like. I really need to uh, get back to work. <laughs> no, but I I was dog, and then we go to space. And uh, uh, okay, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, he's living at Hell Hall at age forty-seven. Um, this is uh, they they start saying their goodbyes to each other uh, in this chapter. My favorite part of that was when uh, the Jack Russell 
I forget which one the Jack Russell was, but uh, something maybe with the general had taken yeah. a great fancy to the Chihuahua because the tiny creature made him feel like such a big, strong dog. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they didn't have a lot of time together, so that was pretty quick bonding. And yeah, I wonder wonder what where that happened. Back alley, I'm assuming. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but then uh, it says Pongo says, uh, you know, she would, in, you know, if they, as they're leaving, she would instantly realize that Roly Poly wasn't beside her. But now since they're in like, ro- they're in formation, she might not notice it. So Ponker's kind of eager to ditch the little wiener. He's like, he might be hoping that he doesn't, uh, doesn't actually make it back there. It is his son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he went hmm. off with uh, like the minister of international minister or something like that, who was also yeah. sort of a tubby dog. So that's he's a little bit of a Tommy, yeah. am I right? <laughs> Roly Poly. Yes. Yeah. Tommy's uh, Roly Poly's an honorary Tommy. Tommy's an honorary dog. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, they mount up in formation, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you can already you she invented the high swoosh. I, I just don't understand that this seems to take effort now. The swooshing. Well, because I think it's like, uh, you know, the, the clock is ticking. So it's like, you know, you're you're losing the ability. Oh, so do you think it's like carbonation? It's like slowly going out? I thought it was just like a switch. Yeah, I think it's, it's off. I think it's, you know, it's, it's you know, trickling away um, okay. magic style. I, I don't know what a comparison would be, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't pick up on that. I'm like, what? what is the swooshing? Can you do it or not? I think they said, yeah, by the end, they're sort of like more running than swooshing or something. And. Um, uh, but uh, th- it's described as uh, when they do a quick swoosh for Suffolk, it says it was surprising how quickly the visiting dogs had got out of London. And it's like th- in a book where anything can happen because you wanted it to, that is not surprising. Like everything has just been, as you said earlier, hand waving whenever something needed to happen. <laughs> yeah. No. And so Pongo is, um, I mean, he's not exactly gaslighting her. He's just sort of hoping her natural <laughs> dumbness will. Yes. But uh, she says this, uh, if only she could find out what she was worrying about, she felt sure it must be important. It's just a, it isn't kind of the only thing we have is access to our own thoughts at the end of the day is the only thing like, it, well, I can know this, that I'm thinking this. That's yeah. a certainty. Well, it's a touch Kleinian. That's why it's exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> you don't know if you what you're worrying about well then i guess how do you have worry i guess it's that uh you know the the vague fear that you've left the burner on type of thing um, <laughs> well then you would go like man maybe it's the burner <laughs> no it's but, our idiot uh, son yeah didn't know it's like uh you know the uh, station wagon full of kids i've heard so many stories about this where the brothers trick the little brother into and sister's trick the little kid into staying at the gas station and making dad drive away. <laughs> Good Lord. I have, I've heard that firsthand from a, at least six uh, six people. It's usually, you know, a large Catholic family, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Old pranks, which would now be like lead the news if that happened, you know. A yes. boy discovered at a gas station, four years old, <laughs> pranked by his brother and sister. <laughs> it's called so. chevroning, and your kids might be doing it. <laughs> might be doing it right now. All right. Uh, but she does realize it, right? And then uh, she realizes he's not there. They don't want to stop because it says we can't get home. You know, the sun rises for hours, but summer nights are short. So they, But they do start trying to call out to him. They try to call Cad Pig to see if she can get it. But then she hears Roly Poly barking back at them. Mm-hmm. And he, like, um, 
quick swooshes to get them. It's resolved very quickly. <laughs> um, I put a pin in this. Are summer nights short in the UK? <laughs> uh, but good are, question. Are northern hemisphere aren't they longer I, I guess the night is short you know like once the sun has gone down oh the has, summer the nights are short gotcha yes yes. yes 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 no that is correct I, I misread that not summer evenings i guess yes summer evenings yeah. that's what i was thinking it meant okay <laughs> then that is correct um yeah and so he here i have that uh, written down so he and a moment later roly-poly swooshing at full tilt was knocking dogs over right and left he just managed to pull up as he reached his parents. So, you know, dogs bleeding everywhere, <laughs> severe injuries. Yeah, those uh, He's stray a big dogs' dog, ribs, right? which were poking through the thing, are shattered as he headbutted yeah. them. Jaws broken. Like, in a couple hours I have to eat, and now I can't even eat. <laughs> what have you done, Roly-Poly? That's a good question, because he says, are you tired, Roly? Are we swooshing too fast? And he says, he whispers back, oh, this is nothing after what I've done today. And I'm like, oh my God. If he had like gone and like, you know, burnt down the Library of Congress or something, or just, you know, started a, started a wildfire in, uh, in Yosemite or something, like just gotten up to some real nasty stuff. Yeah, one of those, uh, what's the movie where we have to talk about Tim or whatever the hell, you know, where their kid is like, why do you ask, mother? <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to know what I've been up to. Oh, roly-poly. You must never ask me. (laughs) Promise me. Promise me, mother. (laughs) Um, So they go back to swooshing, and, uh, you know, Pongo doesn't see. Pongo's like, all right, uh, okay, get in here, roly-poly, my son. Mm -hmm. And then says, uh, no whispering, said Pongo sternly. Save all your breath for swooshing. (laughs) He was thankful that swooshing needed so little breath, but wanted to be on the safe side in case extra speed was needed. So swooshing, as you said, I guess it's getting much more physical. More labored to swoosh, I guess. Um, yeah, like, you know, marathon. Like, hey, no... no. Uh, leaves them in the tank. Yeah, your, your tank only has so much. But um, serious Lord of the Dog Star <laughs> said everyone would get home. So I just, you know, like, look, don't worry about it. We got plenty. But they they seem to be like, oh, my God, we're all going to be dead unless we get home. Well, maybe they've intuited that he is not to be trusted based on his uh I guess that, that's probably it. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they do make it back, and they have to leave the tractor in the road. It said Tommy's father could never understand that it got there. And so that's where it occurred to me. I was like, are the humans ever going to realize that, like, it's one day later than they know it is? You know what I mean? Like— Mm-hmm. They're, everyone's going to wake up and Sirius has assured them that no one's going to understand anything but like are there going to be people who you know have this sort of innate feeling that something's off and then there'll be schisms being like it's actually August 27th and be like no the calendar says 26th yes but we missed a day somehow and so a civil war happens there uh, for sure yeah. a, a Mandela effect yeah, exactly. a, uh, yeah, yeah. you know multiverse every, it'll open up the gates like, because my calendar, every single day, I put a sticker on my calendar. <laughs> I woke up today, and it's like, so what day is it? But, there, yeah, a, an astronomer or something could be like, wait, this wasn't supposed to happen until 
this day and now this like we you know this the moon's just slightly less full than it should be i think something happened and there's a thing that uh, i'm sure we've discussed before there's a, a weird it's a conspiracy theory that's somehow totally insane but also relatively inconsequential the phantom time conspiracy theory oh yes which yeah. is that back in uh like at some point in time some whoever was in charge took like 300 years off of the calendar Yes. So that there was no years between 700 and 1,000 because he wanted it to be 1,000 because the you know millennium had some, some power over the peasants or whatever. So it's actually, uh, you know, 1723. Yes. Which, like, doesn't really matter, but, like, it would be pretty, you know, it would be a pretty big deal if that turned out to be true. So, so the, yeah, so the dogs are watching as the humans grow uh, more and more distrustful of <laughs> each other and the, and the blood starts flowing in the streets and they're like... Uh, Hey, uh, uh, Sirius, did you, did you have any plan for this? Like, hey, on your own. Yeah. I gave you one chance. That was it. You're on your own, man. You want to be down there as they tear each other limb from limb. That's not happening up here. Just bathing in bliss, watching the game up at the dog star. So they're, they're poisoning each other's wells. Not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's a, a very logical outcome for what probably is going to happen at the end of this book. Okay. Um, it's it better happen fast. Yeah. This is the final chapter. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, now it says uh, as they're they've arrived back at Hell Hall, uh, it says Ponga noticed they ran. Now they didn't swoosh. The magic was fading. So I think that's. Oh yeah. Happened. Okay. Yeah. The magic was fading. Okay. Yeah. And that is when we get the um, reveal from Roly Poly, who didn't. I, I, I couldn't tell him as they were swooshing because he needed to conserve breath. And his reveal for like what he's done, the big drama of the whole book. <laughs> yes. Oh, I just went to Paris, he said, trying to sound casual. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they're sort of shocked by this. uh, And he says that uh, Sirius uh, had granted them, quote, a little extra swooshing power so that they could uh, get across the channel. And then we had lots of fun. We were told to look at the sky at midnight. and We saw Sirius on top of the Eiffel Tower and he noticed us and knew we were English dogs. Oh, I guess they swam. But then he granted them a little extra swooshing power to get home in time. Yes. Then, so uh, Roly Poly's like, I went to Paris. Um, yes, it it burns when I pee. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He says you should have seen George with the French lady dogs. Ooh la la. <laughs> yes. In Paris, they call it lay humping. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just they did their own uh, little like uh, Sex in the City uh, montage of a trip to Paris, like. Walking down the streets, baguettes, arm in arm, like um, dining at a cafe, having coffee. Uh, yeah, him. Uh, d- didn't uh, uh, Snoopy's plane got shot down, right? And uh, oh, he was yeah. behind, behind the lines. And, yeah, he would go to a Like a lady and, dog, like helps him out. And yeah, stuff like he, he'd cry into his root beer and sing It's a Long Way to Tipperary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how old is Roly Poly? Uh, old enough. I, I guess I was thinking I'm sorry I was thinking like this is their puppies young still? young child yeah no I think you know the, the dogs seem like they're getting married pretty quickly so I'm not sure okay. but hey. <laughs> I don't I don't see Roly Poly getting married now once you've been to Paris right how are you going to keep him down on the farm exactly I mean he's probably seen the uh, the place in France where the naked ladies dance so. yeah yeah. And the men don't care because they like to see them bare. Oh, I, I always thought it was because they had lost their underwear. Yeah, well, uh, local variations. So the hole in the wall there, is that 
Is just poor <laughs> business planning on the part of the place in France, or is that have the men constructed that to uh, get around? Yeah, the, I think the cover it's, charge. Yes, yes, exactly. The, the business it's, model is it just seems like you may uh, rethink it. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, they, they go on to say, um, won't they be surprised when they wake up and find they missed a whole day? And Pongo says, I don't think they will find out. I don't think they or any humans will ever know about this day we lived through. Yeah, questionable. We'll see. I honestly, um, I was not thinking about the timeline. I, I, you know, spit take on that was just a day. I, 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 I like, a maybe, lot of cabinet meetings and th- I just assumed it was a, you know, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was like a week. I something. put a thing in chapter 10 because there was something where she said, oh, like the dearlies, like I'd miss them. It's, it's, uh, I, I saw them this morning, but I still miss them. And I was like, oh, right. It's only been a day. This is nuts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I missed that timeline, so it surprised me. Uh, this is one of Mrs.'s like uh, punchlines at the end of the book. It says, like, how is he able to talk to all of the dogs in the world uh, in so many different places all at the same time? And Mrs. says, oh, I know. In space, there probably aren't any clocks. And where there are no clocks, there's no such thing as time. But it's simpler to believe it was all done by magic. Magic's so easy to believe in. (laughs) So we get a literal, a wizard did it at the end of the book. You all right there? Yeah, it just knocked my my water over. It's fine. It didn't didn't spill. Is it on your keyboard or anything? A wizard knocked it over. Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm looking at my book, like where it ends and everything, and going, okay, so, I mean, obviously there's going to be the Deerleys, reuniting with their beloved pets and you know a paragraph of all over england and the world in fact dogs enjoyed the company like nope (laughs) we leave this book there is no word that the the uh humans ever wake up yeah he's concerned right he's very frightened they were heavily asleep (laughs) so uh the birds start tweeting and everything um and he says, well, if the birds had woken up, then so would the dearlies. But they haven't. Yeah. I'm just pointing out they haven't. That is bizarre. It's and like, they do not by the end of the book. The lady or the tiger, did they wake up? But yeah. it, does, it does say that, it, you know, so that's left unresolved. And this is also left unresolved. It says, uh, oh, dear, how dreadful it is to think that Cruella will soon be waking up. Remember her? And then Pongo <laughs> grinned. Well, at least we shall always hear her coming. In those clanking clothes. Oh, there it is. Yes. Now go to sleep, Mrs. Deer. So (laughs) talk about sticking the landing on a punchline is that uh, she'll always be able to hear him coming because her clothes are metal. What that means, like what that was meant to like echo. Maybe there was one crazy designer in the uh, early 60s. Oh, yeah. Or something. But like, you know, I'm imagining her dressed like, you know, an 80s. You know, a gray slick pads. in the yeah, 80s. The gray yes. slick, the fix, something like that. So pretty funny. Uh, to, uh, not gray slick, Grace uh, Jones. Jones. Yeah. Grace Jones, sorry. Yeah, so that's um, Cruella now. So yeah, and so this ends, and then I, okay, we don't know if the dearlies ever wake up, but what we do know is that in a couple weeks, there's going to be one of those, uh, uh, the international letters, you know, with the red and Red and blue stripes uh-huh. around the edges of it uh, from Paris. <laughs> and, uh, you know, peel it open and like, well, it. I am pregnant, of course. <laughs> Pongo, your son, please. <laughs> Why won't you respond to him? Make it right, please. <laughs> uh, 
I have a little one to raise on the streets of Paris. Le roly poly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's that's what it ends with is that he's waiting for a. Uh, uh, Mr. Dearly uh, to wake up, but he tries to send Sirius one more message saying, one day we'll be able to join you, maybe, and accept the bliss, but not yet. You see, we have a lot of bliss already. Uh, Sirius does not respond. He has just given him the uh, the silent finger as he screens his call. <laughs> he is um, arms crossed, turning the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, the book ends thusly, and then Pongo feeling as young and happy as a puppy, rolled over on his back and went to sleep with his four paws in the air. Oh, Five Dad. paws, if you count the red rocket. That's... <laughs> Daddy, did, yeah. did, the, did the humans ever w- w- wake up? We'll never know. But, but, but they wake up, right, and they pat their happy puppies? It's the end of the book. They never pat their puppies. But, but if they're still sleeping, then how can they even feed the dogs and the dogs don't get the food from the star anymore? That's a very good question. The dogs will likely turn to cannibalism, my dear. Just, <laughs> and now it's time. It's way past your bedtime, so it's time for but, you to go to sleep. But, but they lost their power. They can't open doors, so they, they will starve to death, right? They can't. After the dogs have eaten their own children, they will <laughs> likely starve. It will be a big decision they have to make whether to eat their young or die earlier. But will now the, go to sleep. Will the star come and save them at a that point? The star is not responding to them anymore. He's very <laughs> angry at them. And I'm going to be very angry if you don't go to bed because it's past your bedtime. Try You will probably wake up not like the people in the book. There's not a guarantee. There's never a guarantee. Nothing's guaranteed, but you'll probably wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> Yeah, good night. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Beloved sequel. (laughs) 101 Dalmatians. Wow. It wrapped up, uh, wrapped up a lot of insanity in that book, I think. I think it's. I I scroll down, by the way, and I see also by Dodie Smith, The 101 Dalmatians. Okay. I didn't know it's the, right? But the movie's all wondered. It's like the weekend, yeah. And uh, and then there's two books on the list. I capture the castle. Yeah, that's that, it. That one has a week at Wikipedia page though. So yeah, that's a beloved book. <laughs> but I, I just I thought she'd written a little more than that. <laughs> there's a little bit of uh, uh, one, uh, not one flew. Uh, J.D. Salinger, kill him, kill him off. Oh yeah, Harper Lee. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with a little more uh, drug fueled insanity, I would say. <laughs> I think overall it did not disappoint. It was quite crazy. Um, not poorly written by any means, but uh, certainly no, very curious. Very uh, strange ideas there. And some of them, um, you know, as we noted, probably lost to time. References to things we do not understand anymore. Right. It was, it was of its time. And, some... and that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the looming threat of nuclear war, that, uh, sure. that quaintness of its era. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, when I used to do, um, when I was at the Guthrie and I did a season of, uh, it was mostly Shakespeare. And there are scenes where you're like, wait, what did that person just say to that person? Like, oh, well, th- those families obviously, you know, for 300 years hated each other. So that was a barb. Like, uh, is that going to play? Like, oh, no, 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 not at all. You know, those the 1600s, like 
It, they're just, you know, huge plot points. The people would have been laughing their butts off. But yeah. you're like, it's just just a line. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's like Shakespeare being like, ah, I'll throw in this topical thing. I'm not really proud of it, but like, sure. Right. Like, uh, like a- yeah, the, the punters will love this, man. They'll start throwing <laughs> their beer up on the stage and everything. Uh, well, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm... I'm glad it wasn't longer. I will say that. Exactly. Yeah. The insanity uh, was good in small doses. And um, yeah, I think the exact perfect length for, I don't know why you would read this if you weren't reading it to see uh, for this podcast, but uh, don't read it to your kids. I would say watch the movie instead. Uh, let's read some emails. Cause the first one has a question that we usually like to uh, address at this stage. We ain't going to the party. We ain't going to the game. We ain't going to the dinner. We ain't going to cruise out, man. All right, so we got some emails from some listeners. This is the first one uh, from Barnold. He says, I'm just catching up on old 372 reading. I finished Model Land, and I'm right into the word bazooka of Irene Idsley. It got me thinking, (laughs) what two books do you consider the worst back-to-back stretch? Um, And I sent you the list of all the books. I feel like this is obviously not a... uh, I think this is as middle-of-the-road as our books get. You know, it wasn't bad, bad. It was more insane. But I also didn't rise to the heights of how much I like, um, you know, some of the truly insane books. So middle of the road for me. Yeah, uh, I I can't disagree with that. Yes, that's 100 percent true. So I have an answer for what I think the worst back to back stretch is. Um, And just take a look at that and see if you disagree. I think it is the uh, books five and six where we read the forensic certified public accountant in the cremated 64 squares financial statements and then followed it up with Bob Honey. And the fact, looking back at that, what surprises me is that that was the fifth book? Did Dwight David Thrash? We just sort of, uh, that's going from zero to 80 pretty damn quickly. Yeah, and wow. <laughs> people sticking with it through that Bob Honey after that is we, uh, we cleared, we, we, we weeded out the uh, everyone but the real sickos, I think, at that point in time. I would. My only other option, I think, would be uh, Midnight Sun Ready Player Two. Yeah, yeah. Would be would be a, a follow up to that. Yeah, those are also quite bad, and they're the length obviously was so much longer. Right. It looks like we devoted yes. eight episodes to Midnight Sun, which, jeez, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and Ready Player Two is that sort of just like god awful, but like to me, just a little funnier than the badness of uh, Bob Honey. Um, just because yes. it's such a chump, you know, trying to trying to do his one little technique, and Bob Honey was more just like bitter. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easily the grossest yeah. one. But if you did say, like, I wouldn't fault you if you said Gump and Co. and Super Constitution. Uh, yeah, I was looking at Super Constitution and that stretch too. Uh, I was like, eh. Just in terms of wow, yeah. But th- they they had some insanity that sort of leavened. I thought. So yeah, I and know. Gump and Co. I think was closer enough to this book too. Just the yeah, not terrible, but you know. Um, but just so weird and inconsequential. But that brings yeah. us into this email from Don. He said, if roly-poly taking off to go sightseeing in Paris while a worldwide crisis is occurring is an ass in a round, I don't know what is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, Brian wrote in and said, I, this is uh, referencing to something that happened in the last episode. Uh, he says, this is a way to get me to read any email is to reference this song. Like Taffy was a Welshman, there's nothing quite like documenting our racism and xenophobia in musical form. And he sent along a song from the 1930s called The Continong. 
So oh. it's, a, it's a joke <laughs> song about, uh, I guess, people from, from Europe that uh, was a, a novelty hit in the 30s in England. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, this one is from Brian. He says, a grammar podcast I listened to recently stated there has been an increase in the usage of the term acoustic bike to refer to a standal pedal-driven bike as opposed to e-bikes. Uh, I just wanted to ask Mike if this is a term he'd heard people use and to how much it makes him want to punch somebody. Well, it's funny you should bring that up. There was a... Oh, I mean, I think he's still touring, but it's probably from the 90s. There was an album by an Irish troubadour... And he called it the Acoustic Motorbike was wow. the name of the album. And yes, he was talking about how much he loves to bike. <laughs> to that is bicycle. So, uh, yes, I've heard the term. Yes, I want to punch anyone who uses it. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of it personally. Not a fan. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Kip. This is pretty incredible. Uh, Kip says, uh, it's been a while um, I've listened to the podcast the whole time and it's been a lifesaver on long work days so I only felt appropriate that I put in a reference in the game I was working on that was just released called Guild Wars 2 Secrets of the Obscure he says I figured I'd tell you about it since it might be a long time before any podcast listener discovers it and so this is a screenshot Kip sent of a uh, you know, sort of looks like a fantasy hut there's an NPC in it that says uh, I still need a rescue. Oh, gods, I hope they just don't forget about me. The NPC's name is Bleriana. <laughs> and then he had a screenshot of the dialogue tree, and you could say, we won't forget about you, don't worry. And he said, uh, the character model is unfortunately bailed because of a miscommunication in the process, but I'm going to try to get run fixed. Uh, any small rate, a small little reference to Bleriana, who we will always remember, even if E.L. James chooses to forget. So that's oh, that's lovely. Incredible. And wow, as I was reviewing the emails, I wrote to wrote to uh, Kip and said, that's incredible. Thank you. And then a couple emails later, Tyler wrote in. Uh, hey there, faithful 372 pages listener here. The video game Guild Wars 2 released a new expansion pack this week. And I noticed a curiously <laughs> familiar NPC name. I spoke to them and took a screenshot. It seems a little too specific to be by chance. Unfortunately, there was no bucket nearby to confirm. Perhaps one of the developers is also a listener. So, Kip, your wow. work has immediately been discovered immediately. and uh, appreciated by fellow listeners. So that's pretty amazing. That's fantastic. Wow. <laughs> um, this email is from John, who notes that we're coming up on the 10th anniversary of the passing of our good buddy, Charles E. Harris. I believe it was actually probably three days ago. He says, I still think of how much fun this book and the episodes about it were. And I'm wondering what he would have thought about it all, especially Grandpa No. And he points out that there's still a obituary that you can comment on uh, up on uh, the Knoxville news sites. So, oh, uh, wow. Uh, okay. you know, he says, I would invite the general Internet to do this, but we are a better class of people. So, yeah, a tribute to uh, to uh, Charles E. Harris. Um, <laughs> he's trucking through time in heaven now, I think. People putting up their comments like, yeah, my dad used to read this book to me every night. Uh, rest in peace. I just came from his funeral. Wow. Uh, this one's from Jeffrey uh, regarding another book we read a long time ago. Jeffrey's the person that we spoke to about uh, all the books in this series. He says, I've recently finished the latest Quilter's novel, Candy Quilt Guilt. 
and wanted to share some thoughts about it. First, the plot revolves and involves someone blowing up the factory, which made him think of, uh, you know, you maniacs from Planet of the Apes. And we, we finally get some statistics about the town's main employer. The candy factory employs over 100 people in a town of around 3,500. And he says, for perspective, the average Walmart supercenter employs around 300 people. And he says, uh, this is a town with an economy that's thriving enough to support a business that exclusively sells handmade birdhouses, which is not an Internet business either. It pays for a physical location inside a mall. You know, malls, those things are doing better than ever. And apparently business is so good that Gabe has to keep taking off time from operating the long arm to help out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, can Uh, we revisit? That's what he says for the uh, I do hope like hell you'll one day revisit them. For what it's worth, my suggestion would be the Quilting Cruise uh, title, which is possibly the purest distillation of Devlin. (laughs) Well, that's a good uh, thing to revisit. This is what I think we should do is we've talked about this. Uh, our Patreon supporters, of course, make this whole endeavor possible over at patreon.com slash 372 pages. I think we should put it up to a poll, what we read next over there. Okay. Dangerous things, polls. I know, but like these are, you know, these people know what makes for good episodes. And I think we've got a couple options that we've talked about. You know, speaking of Bleriana, you know, there's been a sequel that's come out recently. That's true. There's we could things. find out what happened to her. <laughs> and then there's been, you know, some other books that have uh, sort of been popular suggestions. So I think that would be something that we should we should do for those uh, for those trusted listeners. Um, it, it's kind of it's kind of rare where we have uh, a little bit of an embarrassment of riches ahead of us. Yeah. Most of the times we're like, I don't know what what should we do? You know, we have a lot of back and forth. <laughs> yeah. This time there's like, I don't know, there's a lot of good stuff. Definite ones to pick. Yeah. And I think that we did a poll once before and that could have been what the misses came from. I don't remember which book we selected other than that the uh, Artemis was the one that finished second in there. So that was a. You know, a good one to then revisit mm, later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, if you want to participate in that, head on over uh, patreon.com slash 372 pages. Um, do you want to wrap it up with our sentences? A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big, big, big. A Here are the final dumb sentences period. of the Starlight Barking. Uh, this is one we didn't touch on, but Hayden submitted. He had once heard Mrs. Dearly quoting a poem about the desire of the dog for the star, parentheses. She had said moth, not dog, but that must have been a slip. And Hayden said, maybe it's not my fault for not knowing poems by Percy Shelley. And illusions are fair game in literature, but if I have to Google something in a children's book to get it, then it's a dumb sentence. (laughs) Yes, I looked that up. I forgot to mention it. That is the poem. I didn't know. That it was the poem by Shelley, but it was also a book by the uh, American author Ring Lardner, obviously referencing the Shelley poem. So anyway, it was just hard to figure out, like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But uh, so that was also a, you know, that's a literary joke, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Joke is a, yeah, is something that it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, like, you know, like Shakespeare jokes, you know. It's, uh, they don't make you laugh. They just no, go, not oh, at all. You, yeah, I, is... you recognize them as jokes. But something for the uh, the little little girl. What does that mean, Daddy? Moving along. <laughs> yes. Daddy doesn't know. Uh, Andrew submitted, and he said we could have a little extra swooshing power. He said, no notes. It's just deeply funny to me. 
Ben submitted the uh, the. He also had the same note. Easily the most British sentence I've ever read. Space sounds very airy fairy to me, but I must say that bliss stuff was like a good kip by a warm fire after a slap up meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Brad submitted serious. Then mentioned every breed of dog. Uh, a sentence that will I'm sure live in a 372 infamy. Um, he he only found 450 different breeds, so there was a couple in there. Uh, maybe those repeated like large ones or giant versions of dogs uh, didn't get included. Uh, Mike submitted, and those few of you who survive will be desperate, starving wretches fighting each other, eating each other, just in order to go on living a life that isn't worth living. And he said, gee, to think Disney passed on filming this one. <laughs> uh, oh, Claire also submitted Sirius, then mentioned every breed of dog. So yes, um, she sees that the, uh, the first readings of the book were weirdly authoritarian, and this section was very jellical. Which is a oh, yes. move at best. Yeah. It yep. is, right? Wasn't there some sort of like ascension they did at the end of that movie too? Like, Yes, indeed. Uh, yep. ter- I forget the term for it. Uh, Janelle submitted, they, uh, they rose in the air like a couple of helicopters and also noted that in her mind's eye, the ears were going around and around like helicopter blades. <laughs> uh, Andrew submitted, but will dogs know their way home in the dark? And he said that uh, dogs should be able to find their way home by smell, which now that I think about it, it isn't really ever mentioned in this book at all. And Andrew also said that he enjoyed Rift Tracks Live Rad and said that uh, I like to imagine that swooshing is the dog equivalent of ass sliding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's worlds colliding there. Uh, and then Harris submitted, uh, and when I am back in space, in all my loneliness, I shall comfort myself by being every breed of dog there is. And so he just wondered if it was the same thing. Like, is it a single consciousness or an amalgamation of multiple consciousnesses or 2001 style star puppy? We'll never know because uh, we don't even know if the humans woke up in this book. <laughs> and, oh, I also submitted. They, uh, mine was they rose up in the air like a couple of helicopters. Um, I'm going to find uh, a mine was... of Snoopy doing that to post with the show. <laughs> yes. Mine was the real truth is that I want you all so much. <laughs> And it just reminded me, uh, I forget how many years ago we did that. It was a Christmas show that we did, uh, Rudolph. Oh, Santa yeah. comes to Rudolph's bedside. Rudolph is in a bed. <laughs> and he says, I need you tonight, I Santa need you says. Tonight. Yes. yes. And uh, when we did it live, the, the place just went bananas yeah it was like we, did, we had no idea how much people would understand it because <laughs> he's got he's got like one arm around his shoulders and he's like comforting him from the front too it's yes. like it's, <laughs> oh yeah so yeah the dog star wants all these dogs so bad so bad <laughs> uh so that's it yeah well thanks for joining us everybody this was a fun one and i uh, i look forward to seeing what uh, the jackals are going to pick those sickos as their uh, as their next book <laughs> Sickos and jackals. Okay. All right. So long. We'll see you again. This is 372 pages. Michael J. Nelson. Connor Lasoka. Bye. Afghan hounds. Africanus. IDs. Airedale Terriers, Akbashes, Akitas, Aksare Malaklises, Alano Espanoles, Alapaha Blue Blood Bulldogs, Alaskan Huskies, 
Alaskan Klee-Kais. Alaskan Malamutes. Alopikis. Alpine Doxbrocks. American Bulldogs. American Bullies. American Cocker Spaniels. American English Coonhounds. American Eskimo Dogs. American Foxhounds. American Hairless Terriers. American Leopard Hounds. American Pit Bull Terriers. American Staffordshire Terriers. American Water Spaniels. Anglo-Francaise de Penite Venerie. Oppenzeller Centerhoons. Ariege Pointers. Ariege Wa. Argentine Pilas. Armonts. Armenian Gampers. Artois Hounds. Assyrian Mastiffs. Australian Cattle Dogs. Australian Kelpies. Australian Shepherds. Australian Stumpy Tail Cattle Dogs. Australian Terriers. Austrian Black and Tan Hounds. Austrian Pinchers. Australian Silky Terriers. Ozawaks. Bakhaz. Bakharals. Banjara Hounds. Bankar Dogs. Barak Hounds. Barbado de Terceria. Barbets. Basenjis. Basque Shepherd Dogs. Basset Artesian Normands. Basset Blue de Gascone. Basset Fauve de Bretagne. Basset Hounds. Bavarian Mountain Hounds. Beagles. Beagle Harriers. Bearded Collies. Bosserons. Bedlington Terriers. Belgian Shepherds. Bergamasco Shepherds. Burger Picards. Bernese Mountain Dogs.
Bichon Frises. Beware Terriers. Billies. Black and Tan Coonhounds. Black and Tan Terriers. Black Norwegian Elk Hounds. Black Russian Terriers. Black Mouth Curs. Bloodhounds. Blue Laces. Blue Picardy Spaniels. Blue Tick Coonhounds. Barbol. Bohemian Shepherds. Bolognese. Border Collies. Border Terriers. Borzoi. Boston Terriers. Bouvier de Ardennes. Bouvier de Flanders. Boxers. Boykin Spaniels. Brocco Italianos. Brocco de Averge. Brocco de Bourbonnais. Brocco Francais. Brocco Saint Germain. Brazilian Terriers. Briards. Briquet Griffon Vendine. Brittany's. Broholmers. Bruno Jura Hounds. Bukovina Shepherd Dogs. Bulgarian Hounds. Bulgarian Scent Hounds. Bull Arabs. Bull Terriers. Bulldogs. Bull Mastiffs. Bully Cutters. Burgos Pointers. Kame Mayorkis. Kadebu. Karater Mayorkis. Cairn Terriers. Kalupos. Compero Bulldogs. Cande Chiras. Cande Pieros. Canaan Dogs.
Canadian Eskimo dogs. Cane Corsos. Cane de Europas. Cane Paratores. Cantabrian Water Dogs. Cow de Gado Transmotano. Cardigan Welsh Corgis, give it up. Correa Leones. Carolina Dogs. Carpathian Shepherd Dogs. Castro Laborario Dogs. Catahoula Leopard Dogs. Catalan Sheep Dogs. Caucasian Shepherd Dogs. Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. Central Asian Shepherd Dogs. Sesky Fusex. Sesky Stracate Pes. Sesky Terriers. Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. Chien Francaise Blanc et Noir. Chien Francaise Blanc et Orange. Chien Francaise Tricolor. Chihuahua. Chilean Terriers. Chinese Crested Dogs. Chinooks. Chippy Par Eyes. Chong Kings. Chortais. Chow Chows. Chukotka Sled Dogs. Cimarron Uruguayos. Sir Neko del Etna. Clumber Spaniels. Colombian Fino Hounds. Continental Bulldogs. Corsican Dogs. Coton de Tuleers. Cretan Hounds. Croatian Sheep Dogs. Curly Coated Retrievers. Czechoslovakian Wolf Dogs. Dachshunds. Dalmatians. Dandy Dinmont Terriers. Danish Spitzes.
Danish Swedish farm dogs. Denmark feists. Dingoes. Dobermans. Dogo Argentino. Dogo Sardesco. Doge Brasileiro. Doge de Bordeaux. Dong Yeongi. Drentse Patrijans. Drivers. Dunkers. Dutch Shepherds. Dutch Smouse Hounds. East Siberian Lakers. East European Shepherds. Ecuadorian Hairless Dogs. English Cocker Spaniels. English Foxhounds. English Mastiffs. English Setters. English Shepherds. English Springer Spaniels. English Toy Terriers. Antelbuker Mountain Dogs. Irby Tixikers. Estonian Hounds. Estrella Mountain Dogs. Eurasiers. Faroese Sheepdogs. Field Spaniels. Fila Brasileiro. Finnish Hounds. Finnish Laphoons. Finnish Spitzes. Flat-coated Retrievers. French Bulldogs. French Spaniels. Galgo Espanols. Gascon Saint Anjoys. Gaucho Sheepdogs. Georgian Shepherds. German Hounds. German Long-Haired Pointers. German Pinchers. German Rough-Haired Pointers. German Shepherds.
German short-haired pointers. German spaniels. German spitzes. German wire-haired pointers. Giant schnauzers. Glen of Imal Terriers. Golden Retrievers. Gonksy Polskis. Gordon Setters. Grand Anglo Francais Blanc et Noirs. Grand Anglo Francais Blanc et Oranges. Grand Anglo Francais Tricolors. Grand Bassett Griffon Vendines. Grand Blue de Gascones. Grand Griffin Vendines. Great Danes. Greater Swiss Mountain Dogs. Greek Harehounds. Greek Shepherds. Greenland dogs, greyhounds, Griffon Blue de Gascon, Griffon Bruxelles, Griffon Fauve de Bretagne, Griffon Neve Mice. Guatemalan Dogos. Gold Dong. Gold Terriers. Holly Fours Elk Hound. Halden Hound. Hamilton's Tovare. <coughs> Hanover Hounds. <coughs> Harriers. <coughs> Havan Essay. <coughs> Himalayan Sheepdogs. <coughs> Hamong Bobtail Dogs. Hokkaidos. <coughs> Hovawarts. <coughs> Huntaways. <coughs> Hygenhounds. <coughs> Ibizen Hounds. <coughs> Icelandic Sheepdogs. Indian pariah dogs. 
Indian Spitzes. <coughs> Irish Red and White Setters. <coughs> Irish Setters. <coughs> Irish Terriers. <coughs> Irish Water Spaniels. <coughs> Irish Wolfhounds. Istrian coarse haired hounds, Istrian short haired hounds, Italian greyhounds, Jack Russell terriers, Jagged terriers. John Thunes, <coughs> Japanese Chins, <coughs> Japanese Spitzes, <coughs> Japanese Terriers, <coughs> Jejus, <coughs> Jonangis. Kai Kens, <coughs> Kai Kadis, <coughs> Kamchatka sled dogs, <coughs> Kangal shepherd dogs, <coughs> Kani's, <coughs> Karakachans. Karelian Bear Dogs Karello Finnish Laika Cars Karst Shepherds Kishans Kerry Beagles Cary Blue Terriers <coughs> Kalas <coughs> King Charles Spaniels <coughs> King Shepherds <coughs> Kintamanis <coughs> Kishus Coconies, <coughs> Combies, <coughs> Commandors, Kuiker <coughs> Honje, <coughs> Coolies, <coughs> Korean Jindos. From Forlanders, <coughs> Coochies, <coughs> Kunmings, <coughs> Kurdish Mastiffs, <coughs> Kuvazes, <coughs> Labrador Retrievers, <coughs> Lagato Romagnolos. Lies.
Lakeland Terriers. <coughs> Lancashire Healers. <coughs> Landseers. <coughs> Laponian Herders. <coughs> Large Munsterlanders. <coughs> Leonbergers. Levriero Sardos. Lhasa Opsos. Liangshan Dogs. Lithuanian Hounds. Lobito Areños. Lochens. Lucas Terriers. Lupo Italianos. Mackenzie River Huskies. Magyar Agars. Mahrata Hounds. Majorca Shepherd Dogs. Maltese. Manchester Terriers. Manatos. Marky SGs. Maramano Abruze Sheepdogs. McNabs. Miniature American Shepherds. Miniature Bull Terriers. Miniature Fox Terriers. Miniature Pinchers. Miniature Schnauzers. Molossus of Epirus. Mongrels. Montenegrin Mountain Hounds. <coughs> Moscow Watchdogs. <coughs> Mountain Curs. <coughs> Mountain Feists. <coughs> Mudhole Hounds. <coughs> Moody's. <coughs> Neapolitan Mastiffs. Nanette's Herding Laika. <coughs> New Guinea Singing Dogs. <coughs> New Zealand Herding Dogs. <coughs> Newfoundlands. <coughs> Norfolk Terriers. <coughs> Norbotten's Pets. Northern Inuit Dog. Norwegian Boohound. Norwegian Elkhound. Norwegian Lundehound. Norwich Terrier.
Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. Old Danish pointer. Old English sheepdog. Old English bulldoggy. Otter hound. Pachon Navarro. Pompous deer hounds. Papillon. Parson Russell Terriers. Pastor Garafiano. Pastore della Lessinia e del Lagorai. Patagonian Sheepdogs. Patterdale Terriers. Pekingese. Pembroke Welsh Corgis. Perdigiero Gallegos. Pero Mahorero. Peruvian Hairless Dogs. Petite Basset Griffin Vendines. Petite Blue de Desconde. Failings. Pharaoh Hounds. Fuquok Ridgebacks. Picardy Spaniels. Plumber Terriers. Plot Hounds. Podeco Andalus. Podenco Canario. Podenco Valencianos. Pointers. Poitavin. Polish Greyhounds. Polish Hounds. Polish Lowland Sheepdogs. Pomeranians. Pont Audemer Spaniels. Poodles. Porcelains. Portuguese Podengos. Portuguese Pointers. Portuguese Sheepdogs. Portuguese Water Dogs. Possavac Hounds. Prosky Chrysarix. Presa Canarios. Poodle Pointers. Pugs. Poolies. 
Pumis. Pung Sans. Pyrenean Mastiffs. Pyrenean Mountain Dogs. Pyrenean Sheepdogs. Rafiro de Alentejo. Raja Palayam. Rompers Greyhounds. Rat Terriers. Ratonero Bodeguero Andalus. Ratonero Mercianos. Redbone Coonhounds. Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Rise Coyun. Romanian Myocritic Shepherd Dogs. Romanian Raven Shepherd Dogs. Rottweilers. Rough Collies. Russian Spaniels. Rusky Toys. Russo-European Lycas. Ryukyus. Sarlu's Wolf Dogs. Sabueso Espanol. Saint Miguel Cattle Dogs. Saint Yusuge Spaniels. Salukis. Samoyeds. Sopsalis. Sarabis. Sardinian Shepherd Dogs. Sarplaninax. Shopindos. Schiller's Tovares. Shipper Case. Schweitzer Lafhoons. Schweitzerizer Niederlafhoons. Scottish Deerhounds. Scottish Terriers. Sealyham Terriers. Segugio del Apenino. Segugio Italianos. Segugio Marimano. Serbian Hounds. 
Serbian tricolor hounds. <coughs> Serrano bulldogs. <coughs> Sharpays. <coughs> Shetland sheepdogs. <coughs> Shiba inus. Shih Tzu's. Shikoku's. Shiloh Shepherds. Siberian Huskies. Silken Wind Hounds. Sinhala Hounds. Why are you still listening to this? Sky Terriers. Slofies. Slovak Rough-Haired Pointers. Slovak Kuvaks. Slovensky Kopoffs. Smailand Hounds. Small Munsterlanders. Smithsfields. Smooth Collies. Smooth Fox Terriers. Soft Coated Wheaton Terriers. South Russian Ovcharkas. Spanish Mastiffs. Spanish Water Dogs. Spino Degli Ibli. Spinone Italiano. Sporting Lucas Terriers. St. Bernard's. St. Hubert Jura Hounds. Stabby Hound. Staffordshire Bull Terriers. Standard Schnauzers. Stevens Stocks. Syrian coarse-haired hounds. Sussex Spaniels. Swedish Laphoons. Swedish Valhoons. Taigans. Taiwan dogs. Tamaskan dogs. Tang dogs. Tarsus Catalburun. Tatra Shepherd dogs. Tazies.
Teddy Roosevelt Terriers. <coughs> Telomians. <coughs> Tenterfield Terriers. <coughs> Thai Banku Dogs. <coughs> Thai Ridgebacks. <coughs> Tibetan Kai Apsos. Tibetan Mastiffs. <coughs> Tibetan Spaniels. <coughs> Tibetan Terriers. <coughs> Tonya Finosus. <coughs> Torn Jacks. <coughs> Tosas. Toy Fox Terriers. <coughs> Toy Manchester Terriers. <coughs> Transylvanian Hounds. <coughs> Treeing Curs. <coughs> Treeing Feists. <coughs> Treeing Tennessee Brindles. Treeing Walker Coon Hounds. <coughs> Trig Hounds. <coughs> Tyrolean Hounds. <coughs> Valencian Terriers. <coughs> Vic Hans. <coughs> Viano de las Encartaciones. Vianuco de las Encartaciones. <coughs> Vislas. <coughs> Volcosobes. <coughs> Volpino Italianos. <coughs> Weimariners. <coughs> Welsh Hounds. Welsh Sheepdogs. <coughs> Welsh Springer Spaniels. <coughs> Welsh Terriers. <coughs> West Country Harriers. <coughs> West Highland White Terriers. <coughs> West Siberian Lycus. Westphalian Docks Brocks. <coughs> Wetter Hoons. <coughs> Whippets. <coughs> White Shepherds. <coughs> White Swiss Shepherd Dogs. <coughs> Wire Fox Terriers. <coughs> Wire Haired Pointing Griffins. Wire-haired Vislas. <coughs> Ziasi dogs. <coughs> Zolo its quintals. <coughs> Yakushian Lycas. <coughs> Yorkshire Terriers. 
of course, Zerdavas.